0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo Skag3 whoever he is.
1: You get your
4: Why the fuck is the gas so hot,
1: I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling a deep feeling. I believe in the faith that it grows. It's become a talking point on uh, the campaign trail of the alleged corruption and, and the FBI and other federal law enforcement agencies. Do the American people have cause to be concerned about the integrity of the components of this Justice Department? I
3: certainly uh, understand that, that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike.
4: You talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded.
3: This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people. Come on, man. Nothing could be further from the truth. We make our cases based on the facts and the law. These are not just words. These are what we live by. The agents of the FBI, as well as the DEA, the ATF, our uh, deputy U.S. marshals, every day, often at great personal risk, protect the American people and secure its safety. I doubt it. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Very fake news. What the f*** is this? Fed, fed, fed. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now.
2: Big ups
3: to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. Oh, no. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck
0: it. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly. The very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. There's a crazy storm right outside my window.
2: Oh, really? It's coming for you.
0: I don't know. There might be hail or something. My apology Mm -hmm. if you can hear that, but we'll have to deal. Uh, I have since upgraded in this new air quotes studio space away from the Home Depot cardboard to cover the window. Now I'm using a, a Home Depot contractor bag. It's a much sleeker design, sleeker look, but I can't see out the window to see exactly what's going on. Jesus. Christ. All right.
2: Oh, I heard that. I, one. I feel like I'm
0: in the Titanic uh, submarine or something with, with how uh, hostile the environment around me is. Speaking of, I often joke. This is uh this show is a duct tape production as as it's currently being held together by duct tape right now. This is actually concerning. Anyway, I wouldn't risk running even this show with a Logitech controller, let alone head down to the bottom of the ocean with a lot, with some sort of craft piloted by a Logitech controller. Say what you will about the uh, carbon fiber hull and the other experimental or maybe even cheap design choices, some of which I think may have been from Home Depot, actually. (laughs)
2: Okay, it's fine if you're not using it for a deep sea excursion
0: no no it's not nobody uses Logitech controller okay uh, my
2: camera's Logitech
0: that's true we do run this show on Logitech cameras so maybe maybe this bit is actually off but uh, but console gamers they're not they're, they're Sony or, or Microsoft loyal PC master race gamers, they would never be caught dead with any controller, let alone a Logitech <sighs> controller. Nobody, I didn't even know that was a product available available for purchase, this Logitech did controller. Did you just say
2: PC master race gamers?
0: Yes, uh, that's that's how they refer to themselves. At least they did huh. a while back when I was still a console pleb and the subject of their scorn. Anyway, we're not really going to get into this tit- the Titanic submarine tonight, at least in detail. I have some tinfoil about it. I presume you'll want some time to laugh at the deceased in classic blonde style.
2: I, Uh, yeah, I'm going to need a good few minutes.
0: It's like someone's trying to break through my window. Are there feds knocking on that? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. It must be the storm of the century outside. Anyway, instead of the Titanic stuff, the Titanic submarine, more important news to discuss, including irs whistleblowers reveal that hunter biden texted a chinese business executive saying hey give me some money and if you don't my very powerful uh, dad who's sitting right next to me is going to make you regret it and And his very
2: powerful nads also
0: did i say very powerful nad i I can't even hear myself think with how it's
2: it's really not that bad
0: i know but it's bad (laughs) it's bad for me (laughs) stop the hammering i feel like uh what's his face Lawrence o'donnell on msnbc Anyway, Merrick Garland still says there's not a serious prosecutable offense, at least related to that particular event. Uh, But uh, there was a supposed Russian coup over the weekend. But the guy who led it is also a uh, movie producer and Putin just let him get away with it or at least go over to Belarus.
2: He was a chef.
0: Dude, this I'm sorry to keep interrupting. This is so insane, though.
2: You're just going to have to work through it. I know. I'm Didn't you just to... give me a pep talk about being pregnant and tired? Yeah. Tell me I'm going to have to find the energy. Well, you're going to have to find the ability to ignore the storm. I'm
0: pretty sure my house is going to fall over.
2: <laughs> anyway, that'd be a twist. <laughs> is this a is
0: this a real is this a real event going on in Russia or is this some kind of production by a guy who produces movies for a living? We'll examine. And then um, that much-anticipated COVID origin report from the intelligence community, uh, that was released uh, within the last couple days. And it is a 10-page redacted joke that says pretty much absolutely nothing, as expected. Um, A student gave the cutest Hitler drawing the world has ever seen to his Jewish teacher and is now facing a criminal charge for it. Oy vey. I'm guessing he gets a... No, he wouldn't get a gold star from Blonde. He would get... (laughs) What would you Ooh. give what would what would you give this cute? I assume, little boy. I don't know. Do we we don't know the I, kids? Okay,
2: I, I'll give a gold star for that. We're gonna right, reappropriate fine. the gold star. Okay.
0: Plus, we have several episodes of hoax hate and before we get out of here. Tonight's movie review is Good Morning Vietnam. So stick around. Mm. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks enough on the Sunday show. Because we are no good low-down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Listener support is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps the show operational. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale over on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly, listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance free, a portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean, Hero Soap Company that's right when you try hero soap company not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product not only can you subscribe and get soap straight to your door each month but now have you heard through my very rare and tastefully placed mentions prior that hero soap has signature soaps designed by yours truly yes indeed i have two of my very own soap designs try timberline it's a frosty pine experience where the forest meets the peaks a woodsy scent with extra menthol for a high-altitude cooling effect. I have it on audience authority. It is also a high-altitude cooling effect on your nuts. Very enjoyable. Or try Old West. The smell of sweet leather and oak barrels, ready to bust open the saloon doors. Or, of course... Guess what dropped this week, though? Is it available?
2: It is. My soap bar, oat, and almond came out this week um i've been using it i think it's i think it's great it smells super good it's exfoliating uh yeah called oat and almond i couldn't think of anything better without you know offending the company
0: we should have coordinated so we could have done this promo better uh but I no guess... i
2: just got the email
0: oh okay so uh, we'll and i'm on the time.
2: same i'm on the same listener code that you are right.
0: oh we're on the same one all right, we're going to have to figure out how this is going to work business-wise. <laughs> all right, we'll worry about the business negotiations later. Anyway, uh, you can try e- either My Signature Soaps or Blonde's forthcoming Signature Soap. Or of course, you can try any of Hero Soap's other excellent offerings available in bar or liquid form. Uh, and use promo code MCListener for 10% off all Hero Soap products. That's 10% off. My Signature Soaps, Timberline and Old West, or Blonde's Almond and Oat Crap, or any other, pro- <laughs> any other products from Hero Soap using promo code MCLISTENER. You can find everything you need from our friends over at Hero Soap. Uh, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses. Including Western Razor Company, Kineo Mountain, Woodsmithing, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com deals. Deals by listeners. For Ooh. listeners. Sorry, I didn't mean to take a a cheap shot at your soap, but I got to up my game because you've been perma-banned on Twitter and I still cannot achieve such heights.
2: Yeah, okay, so I I appealed and in the appeal I was like, what did I do? And uh, they were like, "Uh, appeal denied, didn't tell me what I did, but I did see that some leftist, some pissed off dyke tranny was um, like, let's mass report her because I said... I don't know why people were so offended by this. Okay. I, I said, like, people that were molested as children and turned into pedophiles and these people that were indoctrinated, like Milo Stewart, but they're coming after the kids now. Uh, I used to think that we should extend compassion to them, like Christian compassion, like try to, try to help them uh, get out of their sin. But now I think we should just let them commit suicide. I said, let them commit suicide. I didn't it's say not make the law them. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Exactly, it's not against the law. ho oh, fuck you anyway, that seems to be a violation of Twitter terms and services. I didn't tell them to go kill themselves. I just said like we probably should stop intervening while these dysgenic freak shows that can't procreate without making babies like cup of soup um and are trying to groom our children and mostly our pedophiles just uh cut off their nuts mostly. and then, <laughs> uh, cut off their nuts and then right. and then kill themselves and I think that like. I stand by what I said.
0: Yeah. All right. Never an enemy they
2: when they're making a mistake, right? They
0: didn't tell you the tweet, uh, so I know I'm not saying that it's all the same. But this particular episode of Twitter is welcome to the new Twitter, same as the old Twitter. This is indistinguishable yeah. from right. the era of the JJ and Jack and the rest of them. So, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I know it's. So not... I asked, like, can't I just delete the tweet, or can you tell me which tweet it is? And they said your account was suspended due to violations of terms of service after reviewing your reinstatement uh, will not be restored. And then when I asked them again on a second appeal, they just messaged me and they sent me the same thing.
0: Hmm. All right. (laughs) Well, I'll have to tweet something incredibly hateful in your honor and see if I can uh, join you in the club.
2: I mean, good lord. This wasn't a call to violence. It was a call to
0: to apathy.
2: It was a call to apathy. (laughs) People want to unalive themselves because they can't make it work after they've cut their dick off, like, should I really be like, Oh, we need to extend compassion to these mentally ill people. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just too tired. I just, I'm just too tired to deal with this. We should just let these people do whatever they want and we should stop them from procreating. But outside of that, I mean, should we be trying to heal them? No, they're gone. They're lost to humanity.
0: Speaking of unaliving yourself. We will keep the Titanic submarine talk to a minimum, as I mentioned, but I want to offer my favorite piece of tinfoil on the topic. And no, it's not just that the Navy knew the whole time and said nothing, though that is apparently true. Uh, And no, it's not that Sony and Microsoft colluded to oust third-party controller manufacturer Logitech from the market. Um, Actually, this was all an op to protect the people who originally sank the Titanic in the first place, the federal reserve and its backers. We got into this a little bit when we discussed the movie, the Titanic, It really ago. isn't
2: that 10 It's not that ten-footed. there.
0: Well, there's a, there's a fatal flaw in the thinking I'll mention at the end, but it is interesting to entertain. Well, consider this thread from uh, Zach Voorhees. I think is how you say his name, but he's a project Veritas, Google whistleblower of yesteryear. You may recall him. Uh, Titanic survivors, he says, commonly referenced an incredible explosion on the ship. Not necessarily or not universally the supposed iceberg that, that famously sank the ship. In fact, he says, just like fuel, uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, icebergs can't cut through hardened steel hulls. So... Why would the Titanic be blown up if that is, in fact, what happened? Well, on the Titanic, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, there were several industrialists who were opposed to the creation of the Federal Reserve, including John Jacob Astor and Benjamin Guggenheim and Isidore Strauss and George Dutton Wydeen, if I'm saying that correctly, and more. Uh, So the theory here is that backers of the Federal Reserve intentionally sank the Titanic to oust their opposition. But what does that have to do with the submarine? Well... The Titanic rests in international waters, so unregulated salvage or uh, observation operations like this one can proceed to the ship's wreckage. But observation of the wreckage will reveal that the hull did Mm. not buckle inward by iceberg. In fact, it buckled outward by explosion. Currently, the UK and US jointly issue permits to visit the Titanic wreckage. And somehow this rickety makeshift Logitech-guided sub received such a permit. Now perhaps that's just typical government red tape incompetence. That's probably the correct explanation here. But perhaps this recklessness was allowed on purpose. Perhaps this event will now be used, one, to make anyone who otherwise might consider exploring the Titanic more fearful... And two, to leverage to make the Titanic wreckage off limits to visitors, thus protecting the Federal Reserve and the false narratives about the Titanic sinking. The flaw in this theory, and there are probably several, but I still think it's fun to think about. Ocean Gate has been attempting Titanic visits since 2017, and they first reached it in 2021. So if this was all part of the plan, why did they allow them to successfully explore the wreckage prior? But interesting to think about nonetheless uh did you have any other thoughts on the titanic sub before we move along
2: well i'm seeing a lot like candace owen tweeted you're laughing at this at this horrible things tragedy like you're a bad person and i'm seeing that you're a bad person from all these people i'm like bro a bunch of idiots and and hubristic billionaires decided to do something that was clearly inadvisable there was a whistleblower that came out and was like everyone's gonna die if you do this and he's like "Lulu, you're fired um and then they refused to use old white men and everything like that so they bring in a bunch of like newbies to work on this that's fine if you're a fucking tech company and your and your job doesn't matter but people will die if you do stuff like this um so there was there was no experience and then there was this racial element and then it's these billionaires trying to do something incredibly dangerous so that they can see something that they can see on YouTube. It's like, why would you do something like this? It's so mind bogglingly retarded um, that I just don't give a shit. I don't care at all. Like this was, this was so funny. Am I the only person that thought that this was just hilarious? He's I shouted
0: I feel pretty bad for the the 19 year old kid who tried to appease Dude, his father. Dude, you're, you're 19. I know like, he's I'm, an I'm adult. Sorry that you
2: Sorry that your father's a cock and everything. <laughs> Ooh, I want to do this thing so I can uh, was, so I can make my daddy happy yeah. on Father's Day. It's like, why weren't you like this? Is too dangerous. The alarms should have been going off. For, did you read that waiver that they had to sign?
0: It said you might die like three times on the front yeah. page. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, a lot of waivers say you might die. You go to a ski resort, it says you might die, but. Um, yeah, I, I as I was saying on Wednesday, I would rather go into space with Amelia Earhart than go to the bottom of the ocean in this machine. And oh,
2: it's just it's just so dumb. And and to do what? To see to see wreckage of the Titanic? Who gives a crap?
0: It is uh, I don't know. terribly ironic too. you're pre- presumably you have some fascination with death at sea. And so at some level, you relive that uh, there was an initial report that they may have crashed into the Titanic, which would have been the ultimate <laughs> irony. Titanic dead ahead. And they couldn't correct course. But that's, I guess, not what happened uh, anyway. I don't I said know. I'm just would...
2: sick of people on the right, like virtue signaling about stuff like this, like thoughts and prayers to the family. I'm like, you don't give a shit. I don't care if five people that I didn't know died for any reason anywhere in the world. I don't care. No one cares about stuff like this. Like the fact that this garnered so much attention just leads me to believe that there was something way bigger going on. And there was.
0: Which we will get to. And we're actually guilty of uh, discussing this at length instead of getting to that, which is. What I promised I'd avoid, and here I am doing it. So let's move along and get, uh, well, this is not necessarily the bigger news, but a couple small pieces before we discuss Hunter and the IRS and the rest of it. Uh, Alec Baldwin may have gotten away with shooting a woman on the set of Rust, but Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, his armorer, not only is she not getting away with it per the original charges, but now she has an additional charge tacked on.
2: Yeah, apparently... uh she was charged on Thursday with evidence tampering for passing drugs to someone else after the day on the day of the shooting. So like uh Helena, what was her name? Helena Richardson? Helena Hutchins. Hutchins, right. Um, gets shot and then she's like, shit, I better get rid of this weed. Passes it off to somebody else. Um, and so yes, she got charged with that. And in a court filing, it said that she was drinking and smoking weed in the evenings on the set of *Rust*, and that she was probably hungover when this happened.
0: So she wasn't under Um, the influence at the time, as far as we know. Not, not, not. Okay. Well, her, her trial has got to start. That's got to be coming up soon. I think that was uh, moving right along when Alec Baldwin was formerly a part of it. So that, I think that's going to be coming up in the fall here, if I remember correctly, but uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, It's the year of the train derailment. And thank Mm -hmm. God that we have Pete Buttigieg. And all of his gay sex that makes him qualified for the job and the federal infrastructure bill that will get us back on track. Pun intended in this case, because we have a train track that's in the bottom of the Yellowstone River currently. Um, and and it, it's being called in the news a train derailment. This is on the Yellowstone River in Stillwater County, Montana, not very far from here, actually. Um Obviously, you can see it's far more than just a derailment. It's a collapse of a bridge causing several train cars to fall into the river. This happened about 6.45 a.m. on Saturday morning. At least eight tanker cars plunged into the water. No injuries in this collapse. The tanker cars that ruptured sent molten sulfur and asphalt into the river. Both substances solidify rapidly when exposed to cool temperatures, so presumably they are now solids in the river. It's unclear what exactly caused the bridge collapse, With the bridge mangled and much of it now underwater, it is expected to be a lengthy investigation. The Yellowstone River is currently at some of its highest points of the year with mountain snow runoff and rainy weather in June. Because of that high water volume, uh, trapping the contaminants with a boom was deemed to be impossible, at least initially. Uh, But the large water volume is also helping to dilute and disperse the chemicals. Columbus Fire Chief Rich Calgar Said the chemicals will be fairly benign with the river as high as it is. The Yellowstone County Sheriff's Office downstream in Montana's biggest city, Billings, uh, says there is no immediate threat to the county. So looks really bad in images. Maybe not that bad. Um, Sure
2: has been happening a lot.
0: Well, remember when the one happened in East Palestine, it was, no, this happens thousands of times a year. It's just nobody talks about it. So I have no idea if uh, if the train derailments are more and more common or if it's just uh, we pay more attention to them now. But I've lived here for you know, 10 plus years and I've never seen a train derailment like this one in my state. At least I have seen train derailments, but like bridge collapse, train in the river. Never seen right. that. Okay. Okay. Well, I know you recall... Uh, a few years ago, the Seattle classic, the Somalian or the what's that country's name? Eritrean, Erit- Erit- Eritrean, that, that Eritrea? country. That's, yeah, it's kind it's by Somalia near the Horn of Africa, a little north. Well, that immigrant who mowed down Black Lives Matter protesters on the Seattle interstate during the Summer of Love protests.
2: And it, their last names were Summer and Love, right?
0: Yeah, that was weird. That was very <laughs> weird. Well, now Black Lives Matter has achieved its revenge Five Somalis were mowed down at interstate speeds on the streets of downtown Minneapolis by the son of a Black Lives Matter activist and former state representative John Thompson. John Thompson had uh, many memorable episodes in his brief political career, at least his career in office or campaigning for office. But during that summer of 2020, uh, 2020, rather, we're uh, try again during the summer of 2020. Recall him leading a protest outside the house of uh, Minnesota, Poli- uh, the the head of the Minnesota Police Union, yelling at this man's young daughters that they are actually Klansmen or Klanswomen. All
4: being terrorized by this fucking Klansman right here. We are terrorized by the Grand Wizard. Y'all got the Grand Wizard living in your goddamn neighborhood. All the Klan exists in Hugo, Minnesota, and it's right here. Racist white people. I'm here. Oh yeah, we pull up. Yeah. We pull the fuck up. Yeah. I'm right here? Yeah. Come on, let me get blue lives, Madison. Blue lives ain't shit. And the people who go to support black people, fuck Hugo, Minnesota.
0: Okay, uh, I guess Somali lives ain't shit either. Blue lives ain't shit. Somali lives ain't shit. We'll get to exactly why in a moment. But Thompson was then after that episode, he was elected to the Minnesota Minnesota State House. Uh, but then he was expelled by the democratic party after reports of abuse and misconduct and his failure to take responsibility. then he lost uh, a primary subsequently the following election cycle. So he's not in office anymore. But speaking of those threats to black life, how about John Thompson's son, Derek, John Thompson, Derek, John Thompson was convicted of fleeing police and hitting a pedestrian in California, putting the victim in a coma in 2018 He was sentenced to eight years in prison in 2020 and was twice previously convicted of fleeing police in Minnesota as well. But Derek John Thompson got some sort of early release in California and he came back apparently to be with his dad in Minneapolis. And it turns out that all of those prior escape attempts were just practice for this one. On Friday, June 16th, Derek John Thompson was once again fleeing police in Minneapolis He was driving 100 miles per hour in a downtown urban setting and he T-boned a car carrying five young Somali women ages 17 through 20, all of whom died at the scene. There is surveillance footage of the crash. It's not graphic, but it does give you an idea of the speed and the force here.
2: Oh, it looks like
0: they got pushed an entire city block. Let me see if I can play that once more. You can see the sparks flying, obviously. Somehow, John, Derek John Thompson survived the crash and tried to flee on foot, but he was apprehended. Uh, police yeah. discovered several bags of pills in his car, as well as a loaded gun, which Thompson is, as far as I'm aware, legally prohibited from possessing. Derek John, uh, Derek John Thompson is currently being held in Hennepin County Jail on two charges of murder, presumably addi- additional charges forthcoming, considering there were five deaths in this case. Murder? They got him on murder charges. Yeah. Like, which is, uh, I assume that they're probably there's some kind of. It's got to be some Well, recklessness is usually manslaughter, right? Yeah. I don't know how they got to murder on this. Some some lawyer could probably explain. Maybe it was
2: you. a number of deaths. I, I have no idea. If they
0: got, if they got Derek Chauvin, they can get him. Okay. That, that would be, you know, <laughs> close enough.
2: You think these people still think that Somalia Somali is a worse place to live now?
0: Well, there's I, uh, some
2: grand irony in coming to this country and being like, ooh, I'm going to live a better life. And then you get killed by some pilled out black person, like ghetto black person. It's like, well, <laughs> probably should have stayed in your home.
0: A lot of ways to die a gruesome death in Mogadishu. Don't get me wrong, but uh, this is um, this is not the sort of thing you think you're getting when you decide to move to America. I guarantee you that they
2: um, clearly would be better off in Mogadishu.
0: What is important here is that uh, this is, of course, all the fault of the racist Minneapolis Police Department. If they would simply stop pursuing black guys who commit crimes, those guys wouldn't have to flee and kill several other black people in the process. Mm -hmm. And black lives could once again matter to their full extent. Well, we have a uh, brief Pride Month update. This is our last Pride Month Sunday broadcast. Thank God. We'll be in July next time. Uh, but a pride march at uh, and a water park party over the weekend in New York City is once again proving that Rick Santorum was exactly right. The guy I thought was crazy a decade ago was a soothsayer. Yes, they are coming for your children, in fact. Not according to Rick Santorum, but according to their own chants. <laughs> and yes, they want to be naked around your children as well, or at least partially. <laughs> Friday was the annual drag march in the city, and during a portion of it, Marchers were chanting, We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children.
2: Couldn't that dude do a solid and like drive his car 100 miles an hour through this parade? (laughs) What's your problem? This is my problem with everybody. They have, they have bad targets. You're going to kill people. Let's kill the right people. Uh, Defensively.
0: W- w- I, I don't endorse the recklessness in any context, but. Uh, That's fine. This anyway. is what
2: we've been saying for years. Uh, I Rick what, Santorum uh, s- ends Sympathy up being for right. Somali
0: immigrants. What the hell's happened here?
2: I said, okay, I clearly would rather have a bunch of these people be killed than like five, somali female immigrants just going about their business all right and these people are american citizens that you can see how much i hate them
0: (laughs) that's that's true you have they're so hateable they have overcome your nativist tendencies what
2: are we supposed to do about this like what what are what am i I as a mother and a pregnant woman what am i supposed to do when i see something like this like whoa i can totally coexist with these people fuck these people fuck these people something needs to be done about this
0: uh, what, what's going to be done is apparently much more freeing of the nip because it, it escalated from here. On Saturday, the party moved to Washington Square Park, where several women were observed topless in the presence of children. Now, to <sighs> Raja Mohan, I have done my best to censor every observable nipple in this clip. Because there are trannies and because many of them are so fat, I can't tell with certainty what is a female <laughs> boob and what is a male boob. So I just blurred out all. The observable boobs just to be safe. Uh, but this was like the where where's Waldo of nipples. All right. I really had to focus in when I censored. All right. We got one here. We got one there. Okay. I I did my best, Mr. Mahan. Please do not punish me. Um, there might be a nipple or two that sneaks in. Have mercy on me. This is for the purposes of pride month.
2: Kid and a lady dancing up on
0: him. Indeed. And there are several more clips that uh, show much closer up angles. Um, but one detail I didn't observe on first watch: the floaties that many of the children are playing on are supposed to be giant clitorises, according to the women who brought them. Yeah. Uh, in case you're in case you're wondering, hey, isn't this indecent exposure? Actually, under New York law, no. In 1992, the Supreme Court ruled that former laws that said um, that that were against such things, that those were actually discriminatory. So for gender equality, women can go topless anywhere men can, which in New York City includes beaches and these water park areas. So it is a legal non-issue.
2: You know, I know somebody that got caught peeing in an alleyway and now they're a sex offender.
0: Yeah, that's uh, like
2: you can do this. I For like four uh, seconds being able to openly rape children because you're a minor attractive person and no one gives a fuck. Was
0: there any kid in the vicinity of that event? No, it's not that I would. Uh, I don't Caught tread like a female with,
2: police officer oh, being in an right. alleyway at 3 a.m.
0: Yeah, come on, man. I mean, I, I yeah. get that uh, we don't want to encourage public urination. I understand the reasons why, but that is not the same thing as a uh, a, a touchy pedophile. That's not the same thing uh, no. at all. This is
2: four thousand times worse and more dangerous to children than what that person did.
0: Well, speaking of the equality and all of the progress, <sighs> they found a new form of it in the deepest, darkest penumbras of the Fourteenth Amendment. That's right. Not only every time those... you
2: say pen- penumbras, I know we're in we're in trouble.
0: Oh, they've they've searched. They get penumbra, ear, penumbra ear. How? What, 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 <laughs> they've gotten penumbra ear and penumbra ear every single time.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, that one failed, but uh, you get the point. <laughs> Not only were those uh, were those post Civil War amputees of 1868 thinking of uh, gay sex and abortions when they ratified the 14th, but it turns out they were oh. thinking of child gender transitions as well. Arkansas was the first state to pass a bill limiting puberty blockers, home hormone therapy, surgeries, and other aspects of so-called transgender care for minors. That was in 2021, but the bill has been on hold pending legal challenge ever since. Well, on Tuesday, U uh. S district judge, Jay Moody issued a permanent injunction against the law saying it discriminates against transgender people and violates the rights of doctors as well. Now the judges equal protection reasoning, uh, in this particular case is that the law discriminates based on sex as in male patients uh, can be given testosterone but female patients can't and female patients could be given estrogen but male patients can't so it's discriminatory on the basis of sex for that reason and the judge also has some due process reasoning as well uh, because of the, the liberty at issue in this case the interest of parents In the care of their children, that is perhaps the oldest of the fundamental liberty interests recognized by this court, he says, with reference to a prior case. So even though this is completely new insanity, it's actually part of the Constitution's oldest traditions somehow. This is is exactly what the framers and all of the guys in the 1860s who ratified the 14th Amendment, this is exactly what they were thinking about. And, the, of course, the actual constitutional tradition of states holding the authority to police these issues for themselves, that is a total non-consideration because the penumbra's say so or something. Um, but even if the federal government had this authority, which I, don't, I think it's legally dubious to say that it does, it's preposterous. Parents do have rights, of course, and I'm, I'm an advocate for parents' rights in general, and those should be recognized as a matter of crafting the laws in your state. But child abuse is a thing. When a parent gets convicted of beating his kid's ass, we don't say, well, that's a 14th Amendment violation because some penumbra liberty of parenthood protects him. We Say, no, uh, in the state of Arkansas, you don't get to beat your kid's face. And in this case, we say you don't get to turn your kid into the opposite gender because that's not a thing. And if you disagree with that, there are political solutions. You handle that within your state. And if you don't like how it's handled within your state, you move to the next one over. Instead, we're supposed to believe that all the Civil War amputees uh, decided that nobody gets to decide this for themselves and that we have to have child gender transitions crammed down on us from the federal government. That was the intent of the amendment. Ugh, we had a question. Sorry, go ahead. This is
2: Babylon. This is this is Babylon. I mean, we're failing God's test so miserably. We're all going to die. And he's going to be like, What? How did you let this happen? We're like, well, we were afraid we were going to go to jail. God.
0: Well, he would have preferred jail to hell, he says, before he sends (laughs) us down.
2: For real. We need to consider that as a society, how we've come so far. We're not even protecting kids. What good is a society that doesn't protect its children? It's most vulnerable population. We murder them in the womb and they come out. We indoctrinate them with a bunch of homo nonsense and then cut off their genitalia legally. Is this for real? Is everybody for real about this?
0: Uh yes, very much so. And we're uh <laughs> we're going to continue with this experiment because that's exactly what our constitutional framers intended. Oh my god. Anyway, uh <laughs> under the real news of the week, the Hunter Biden stuff, on Tuesday the Justice Department announced yeah. it has reached a plea agreement with Hunter Biden. After five years of investigation into his taxes and his gun purchase, during which he lied on a form about his drug use, as well as at least supposedly this investigation was going to be about his foreign business dealings as well. Though the foreign business dealings are not strictly a part of this plea deal. There was no charge directly related to that other than Hunter Biden made a lot of money and didn't pay any taxes. but. Hunter will plead guilty to two misdemeanor offenses related to filing his federal income taxes. There's also this federal firearm offense, but that will be deferred through a uh, pretrial diversion agreement, so he will not face prosecution on the gun felony. Uh, Hunter Biden is admitting he did not pay federal income taxes in either 2017 or 2018, despite owing more than $100,000 in taxes each year, a debt that he has since paid back. But I know that... uh, that's not direct evidence of a crime, but can we please ask how did this crackhead man, how does he owe a hundred thousand dollars in taxes? not made a hundred thousand dollars, which would be a question in and of itself. Right. Ows $100,000.
2: Right. And he probably has such an excellent accountant, but what do you think his income is over a million? probably.
0: Where did that money come from? We're just, (laughs) that's not even a part of this particular plea agreement at least. Um, and, um, People have discussed similar high profile cases. Actor Wesley Snipes went to prison for two and a half years, plus house arrest for failure to pay his taxes. Of course, he chose to fight his charges at trial rather than plead guilty. There is a difference there, but same general crime. Rapper Kodak Black was sentenced to four years in prison in 2019 for lying on federal firearms paperwork. Same thing as Hunter Biden, though he did have a prior criminal record. So slight distinction there. But even if you want to draw these distinctions about sentencing based on behavior, the fact of the matter is the Justice Department has sought felony convictions in these cases for other people. They opted not to stick Hunter with a felony charge, plainly because his name is Biden. And um, in the wake of this plea deal and perceived light treatment for Hunter, uh, Merrick Garland, when perceived witch hunting for Trump as well, among other political favoritism and weaponization at the DOJ at a Friday press conference, of course, by the book rule of law, fear without favor, not at all. Political (laughs) Attorney General Merrick Garland was asked if there's corruption at his Justice Department. And Garland responded, saying that criticism—that particular criticism—that the DOJ is corrupt—that constitutes an attack on our democracy, or at least on this institution that is essential to it.
1: It's become a talking point on uh, the campaign trail: um, the alleged corruption and, and the FBI and other federal law enforcement agencies. Do the American people have cause to be concerned? about the integrity of the components of this Justice
3: Department? I certainly uh, understand that that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people. Nothing could be further from the truth. You've all heard me say many times that we make our cases based on the facts and the law. These are not just words. These are what we live by. They are the foundation of the way we make these decisions. The agents of the FBI, as well as the DEA, the ATF, our uh, deputy U.S. marshals, every day, often at great personal risk, protect the American people and secure its safety.
2: Oh, my God. That smug bastard. And her question, uh, it was... It, it wasn't. It was, she wasn't giving him a hardball question. She said, "Do they have cause for concern? Cause? Of yeah. course, we have cause for concern. I mean, we have cause to believe that these institutions are so corrupt, so fundamentally corrupt, that they should be completely eradicated." It's cause, like, "Oh, yeah. you have you have no cause for concern." Also, that constitutes an attack on our most integral system to the operation of democratic justice. What a fucker.
0: Cause for concern should be your default attitude toward government in general. You should have concern for their existence, period. Uh, But yeah, uh, Anthony Fauci is the science and Merrick Garland is the justice. And any criticism about that is deemed hostile. Uh, And and this coming from the same people who have spent the last few years criticizing local police departments across the country as racist. And fundamentally corrupt for racial reasons.
2: Exactly. You can
0: criticize local police departments all you want. That's not uh, that's not an attack on our democracy. It's only when it's against the feds that this is suddenly a crisis. Um, But, yeah, the political prosecution of of one party or the political targeting of one party uh, and the political protection of another, not at all a threat to our country's uh, function, stability, anything like that. And and just in case there's any remaining doubt about what exactly is happening here, here come the IRS whistleblowers this week, not just to claim political favoritism uh, to protect Hunter, but providing evidence to demonstrate it. And I, I can't believe, well, no, I can believe that Hunter Biden wrote this text, but even for him, it's pretty bad.
2: Oh, yeah, it's so incriminating. So these whistleblowers, they said the recommendation called for Hunter Biden to be charged with tax evasion and filing false tax return, which are both felonies. For 2014, 2018, and 2019, and then misdemeanors for failing to pay taxes in time, 2015, 2016, 2017,
0: 2018, and 2019. Uh, We have a clip. Yeah, so here's uh, House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith announcing the claims and evidence of two IRS whistleblowers on Thursday.
1: The whistleblowers were working on an investigation investigation into Hunter Biden that opened in November of 2018 as an offshoot of a separate corporate investigation by the IRS. The testimony we released today shows the IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated $2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China, totaling $17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 million. That's nearly twice the maximum estimates that I heard before.
0: Totally unrelated point, but that guy's fancy, is he not?
2: Yeah, I know. I wish they would have picked somebody straighter to do this press conference, but we get what we get.
0: <laughs> but he's like an unmarried, uh, traditional conservative.
2: Oh, uh, no, but, that man's a homosexual.
0: But he, he, I was looking him up. He opposed uh, gay marriage and all these. He's like. He he's against the uh the Pride Month nope. agenda but he seems very fancy to me.
2: He's a Peter Puffer faux show. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Uh completely irrelevant to the point but I just I Is it though? I, I was thinking I, that the
2: whole time I couldn't what, stop thinking about that. What
0: is this? What what do you mean? What do you mean that you stand up for a traditional marriage? Anyway. <laughs> I guess those aren't mutually exclusive. It just Anyway, the point is the text. What does Hunter's WhatsApp text to this Chinese business executive say?
2: Yeah, okay. It says, I'm sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to hold a grudge and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I'm sitting here waiting for the call with my father. What a fag. Like, I'm going to stick my powerful daddy and all of his cronies on you if you don't give me that money. And then they did it.
0: They absolutely did it. So th- th- there's <laughs> if there's any doubt what Hunter, what Hunter means here, because previously he's referenced the big guy or made some ambiguous statements that people infer are references to Joe Biden. In this case, it's not just that he said, my father's right here. He's really mad. Uh, there's also uh, other supporting evidence to suggest that uh, this is real and this actually happened. So photos from Hunter's laptop place him at Joe's home um, the day they, that, uh, that Hunter sent the message in 2017. And, Was he doing
2: any crack in there?
0: I don't know. Maybe just Parmesan cheese that day. Oh, I don't okay. know. I, the I think Joe's home is pretty clean, but I have no idea. And according to a 2020 Senate report, Biden-linked bank accounts received $5.1 million in payments within 10 days of the text message. And you think, well, I mean, bank accounts get payments all the time, right? Uh, Just because somebody got paid doesn't mean anything. No, no. It came from Zhao, the Chinese guy that he was texting. So...
2: Dude, they Uh, don't even care. They're not even trying to hide.
0: Unless I'm supposed to believe that Hunter Biden somehow provided this Chinese Communist Party leader business executive man in China with $5 million worth of services between the time he was texting him with some sort of uh, an extortion demand. Um then uh, then this is obvious. Then we know what he's getting paid for. He's getting paid right. for the terms of that text message. You better pay me or my dad's going to make you regret it.
2: Yeah. And then they feel so protected by the federal government that they they aren't even making any effort uh, to launder the money in any meaningful way. Well,
0: That's what they, makes me
2: the most mad.
0: They did set up a confusing network of LLCs. That was about. It's not
2: that it. confusing.
0: Yeah. People have people have cracked that code with relative ease. Uh, In fairness, though, Hunter does have a fairly compelling defense. In response response to the revelation of that text, Hunter's lawyer, Chris Clark, says you can't believe everything Hunter was saying at the time. He was doing way too much crack and Parmesan cheese. Clark said Hunter's actions took place, quote, in the midst of a horrible addiction, and therefore they have no connection to anyone in his family. Well, that's interesting because this horrible addiction is exactly why his gun paperwork was a felony. You can't have it both ways. Oh, what a terrible yeah. addiction he had. Also, be lenient on him for being a, a prohibited person in possession of a firearm per his horrible addiction.
3: Yep. Take your and pick, man. But
0: then again, I um, if you're Hunter's lawyer, you got to come up with something. And uh, you can't believe Crack Man is, is probably the best defense I could come up with as well. So.
2: Do you think that the Bidens straight up went to media conglomerates and they're like, you're going to run this submarine story into the ground, run it into the ground?
0: I would be surprised that if there were directives that clear. But do I think that people who decide what is news and is not opted for something of more convenience over something that is certainly more newsworthy. I
2: think that they were self-directed and did this of their own accord. I think a lot of them
0: are loyal to Biden on their own. They don't need to be told what to do. I think they're just, they are of that mindset and they have no, no principles beyond that. So they, they view their purpose as serving a political party, serving a political interest. And so it's a natural consequence of that. I think, do you think that there was, you think there was an actual memo that went out?
2: Nah, I mean, they probably would have their cronies do it. They're they're probably more careful now about getting so close uh, to the media and to, you know, the Chinese and things like that. I think that they operate a little more stealthily these days.
0: Hmm. Well, this text, of course, does two important things. Uh, It connects Joe Biden explicitly to his son's corrupt business dealings, and therefore it demonstrates that Joe Biden has been lying for years when he and both of his press secretaries said that Joe has never discussed business dealings with Hunter. Here are several examples from the 2020 campaign trail. First of all, I, I have never discussed with my
4: son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. Period.
0: How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings?
4: I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And so how do you, yes, know? Yes, how do you here's know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum.
2: Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business dealings? Yes, I stand
4: by that statement.
0: Of course, there was already evidence to suggest that was a lie anyway. Remember, on Hunter's laptop, there was a voicemail from Joe Biden saying he thinks Hunter is in the clear as far as any investigations into his overseas business dealings. Um, But this new message is not just implication. It is explicit, of course. It is, I am here with my dad, and my dad is very powerful, so you should give me lots of money. Yeah. Um, this is evidence that is conclusive. Not that the prior evidence wouldn't lead a reasonable person to this conclusion, but it's very hard to, I guess you only have the crack defense, or Joe Biden is so senile that he was asleep on the couch watching Judge Judy or something, and he didn't, <laughs> crack defense. He didn't know what Hunter was doing texting this Chinese guy at the time. Anyway, um, so you see the White House adjusting too. and and by adjusting, I mean, adjusting their phrasing and also lawyering up, frankly, Uh, no longer is the line. I have never discussed Hunter's business dealings with him. Now the line is Joe and Hunter are not in business together. On Friday night, the White House counsel's office, as in the lawyers for the White House, released a statement that reads in part, quote, as we have said many times before, the president was not in business with his son that's not exactly what they've said before never speaking about it before and of course um, that that well that's different than um, not being involved in a formal business arrangement. Also not having a formal business arrangement does not rule out official benefit and it's probably not even true anyway they probably were in business together formally. there's evidence for that um, because uh, there's email there's another email a 2017 hunter email in which Hunter refers to himself, his dad, Joe, and the Chinese guy in question as, quote, office mates. So it must have been another uh, cracked up Hunter classic joke or something like that. The last remaining Hunter defense uh, is going to be, well, clearly this case isn't that solid, though, because a Trump-appointed prosecutor in Delaware, let Hunter off easy. So it must not have been that bad. How how could a Trump-appointed prosecutor give him, give him an easy time? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it is true that the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, handled this case, and Weiss is a Trump-appointed prosecutor. But the whistleblowers aren't done. According to one of the IRS whistleblowers, Gary Shapley, David Weiss said at a meeting between the DOJ and the assisting IRS investigators, of which Shapley was one, that Weiss did not have the authority to make the charging decision. The attorney for Shapley, Mark Little, appeared on Fox News over the weekend to explain and provide evidence that Shapley documented this statement at the time and several other parties to the meeting also heard it. This claim uh, confirmed by the fact that Weiss was shut down at every prosecutorial path he attempted to take.
1: After your client worked on this account for several years on this case, suddenly in 2022, they sit down and the United States Attorney Weiss, who was present for the meeting, surprised us by telling us on the charges, quote, I am not the deciding official on whether charges are filed. There's a discrepancy here. You just heard Merrick Garland. He said he was always in control, David Weiss. You hear David Weiss say to your client, I'm not actually.
0: Some of the records that have been just released yesterday, Exhibit 10, uh, to Gary Shapley's transcript, Gary Shapley wrote up to his superiors, which included that um, that same special agent in charge that was at the meeting, and he described it. And he said, Weiss stated that he is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. Weiss said he tried to go to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office and wow. they wouldn't approve it. And he was trying to go charge it elsewhere in California. And he was trying to seek special counsel authority. And they that got denied. Hmm. So if Weiss saw support for serious charges and couldn't bring them, the question is, who stopped him? And the only people on the DOJ's leadership stack higher than the U.S. attorney is the Attorney General and his minions. So by the book, rule of law, not at all political Attorney General and his staff are the only ones who could have done this stonewalling. Did you see the White House press conference on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel at all bad for uh, for um, for Corrine Jean-Pierre and or John Kirby? No. Ah, so it wasn't that bad then. it wasn't bad enough for you to feel bad for them. Well, the White House, of course, wants nothing to do with this. And as I mentioned, they've lawyered up, so they won't say anything. And they just refer to that lawyer's statement uh, and and say, we're not going to answer any questions. You have to check in with the White House counsel's office. And so at the press conference on Friday, the White House brought out John Kirby, the National Security Council guy, to talk about the Titanic sub. Very important. See? Maybe, maybe, maybe there was a memo. I mean, they, they brought him out to discuss that right away in lieu of the Hunter Biden stuff.
2: I think if we found out the truth, even you and I would be shocked at the extent maybe. Of, of their control.
0: So they bring out John Kirby to talk about the Titanic sub the day after this uh, IRS whistleblower press conference. And then when John Kirby was asked about Hunter Biden, he rage quit the press conference. (laughs) Does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then, that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings
1: with him? No, and I'm not gonna comment further on this. Let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't. I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it.
3: Right. I'm not going to you? do Mr. President thank it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great this weekend. House.
2: This is, you know, Africa banana republic level of government corruption. No, I think you just mean Haiti. Bare. Haiti. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, Great job here. Um, Laid bare for all to see. and, And people are not nearly as outraged or concerned as they should be.
0: In fairness to John Kirby, he did answer several Logitech controller related questions before the rage quit. So he actually spoke for like 20 minutes. He didn't rage quit immediately, but still. Well, he was
2: covering the real news, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, he was out there to inform us on what really matters. So he leaves the podium and then several reporters ask Corrine Jean-Pierre for commentary on Hunter, and she refused to answer any of it time after time after time.
1: His son, Hunter, to the state dinner last night. Um, I'm wondering if you could take us into the thinking and the decision-making of that.
3: I'm just not going to get into family discussion. If
1: Hunter Biden wasn't the president's son, would he have invited someone who had just reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors? As it
3: relates to anything uh, uh, related to uh, to Hunter, I'm just not going to respond to it from here. Curly wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? I'm just not going to comment from here. Wait. Yes or no?
1: Was the president involved
3: in the shakedown attempt? Am- Steven yes no? Stephen, I just answered the question
0: you've stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son
3: nothing has changed nothing has changed and I will leave it there anything else I will refer you to the White House Counsel. is there anything that you can
1: say with regard to this text
3: message was the president there or not I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council.
2: Have you spoken to the president about this? Have you asked him whether he
1: was there with his son on July 30th? This
3: is not a conversation that I've had with the president.
2: They aren't even trying to lie about it. They didn't try to cover it up and they're not even trying to lie. That's how much confidence they have in their ability to retain power and not be touched by the American public. They don't have any faith in the democratic process. If they did, they would all be freaking out all the time
0: optimistically i'm gonna hope it's fear of incriminating statements because they're saying lady whose job it is to speak on behalf of the president is not authorized to speak on behalf of the president if not her who that's
2: do you think that it's fear of incrimination i doubt Uh, it they incriminate themselves constantly for a living
0: that's that's what i want to believe that they actually are fearful and they're lawyering up and they're exercising their fifth amendment rights no i think that they
2: got together and they were like We are screwed. There's so much evidence that that we cannot address this at all without um, corroborating the evidence. So just
0: shut up until it goes. away. So
2: say nothing. Right.
0: Uh, Notably, the White House didn't even put this particular press conference on YouTube, which I thought was an oddity. But then I seriously, then I looked at it. it, It looks like they kind of gave up on that back in April. Okay. Even with comments disabled, they always disabled the comments because they're always getting too much hate. So it might not be necessarily odd that it's not on YouTube, but um, this particular one is is not. So wow. then the question is, what happens now? And per your prior points on their confidence, um, there isn't a lot that's going to happen without serious political change, um, because it appears that the DOJ is now done with this matter. There's been some dispute on this point. Over the last few days, but Hunter's lawyer said the five year investigation is now resolved as in there's not going to be further DOJ investigation into the the China business dealings or the Ukraine business dealings or anything like that. The DOJ, as far as I've seen, hasn't confirmed this lawyer's statement, but based on their behavior, it's very hard for me to see Merrick Garland's DOJ suddenly reversing and prosecuting Hunter on something new. I I just doubt that's going to happen. (sighs) That means Congress will continue to investigate, of course, but Congress has no power to prosecute. Only the DOJ well, they, does. Well, they
2: do always get to the bottom of things, though. So, I mean, I, my, my
0: confidence is restored. they uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt their ability to find new matters of fact, like this IRS whistleblower is presenting, but will those facts have any legal consequence? not They, they the,
2: can't do anything. It's unenforceable. Yeah. Who cares if more information comes out? What is going to come out that is that is more evidence that's more supportive of what we already yeah, knew well, than than text messages and things like that like we already know what's going on here
0: it's a bunch of sam harris's at the doj congress could find actual bodies in the biden basement and merrick garland would not care mm-hmm. which means the only reason this gets resolved is through other is is outside the the justice department outside the that legal mechanism so it's through I'm the listening. vote it's through the oh. it's through the vote or, you know, uh, TNFs or something like that. But I've seen enough fortification, and I've seen enough fortification admitted to to have my own questions about the integrity of the vote heading into the next election, even through the I don't even mean voter fraud. I mean the rules are so stacked against someone defeating Joe Biden that it, it's hard to believe you're gonna achieve significant change that way. Maybe. But but the fortification the 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 barrier to Hunter prosecution is so fortified as well that unless these people are changed, it's just not going to happen. So I hate to be a downer, but yeah, the the only thing that's going to come out of this is congressional yelling, at least for the next two years. And um, you might enjoy the political show of that. But as far as a matter of justice, we are going to watch this particular episode of insane political corruption just be uh, cast aside, treated like it's normal.
2: This is this is part of the process, though. I mean, this is the the ultimate demoralization. We're going to talk about a hoax hate later. The guy did it. I mean, he totally firebombed this donut shop. However, they caught him on like uh, on some kind of um, I don't know. Like he said something really vague on the internet, like like white people need to get together and go get them. But it was like nothing specific, you know. So this is what they're doing. They're they're showing us all of the corruption, and then they're telling us that we can't organize. And then they're telling us that we have no uh, no recourse through conventional means because yeah. uh, because they're going. So so what does the average person do? They um, walk around in a blind rage like I do constantly, or they um, give up and retreat into hedonism. What, what are the options here?
0: Yeah, They remove all of the tools for conflict resolution except for violence. And then yeah. when people resort to violence, they are bad and villainized when, mm-hmm. in fact, violence was the last option that was left on the table by the design of these people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I would like for these matters to be resolved through speech, decentralized power, rule of law, the ability to move to another state if I don't like it in my state, and a minimized federal government that can't bully us from afar. I would prefer all of those peaceful mechanisms. They attack every single one. They remove yeah, but, every but single one. but you're going
2: to see these things, these institutions you had so much faith in, and this belief system, the Constitution's going to protect you. You're going to see over the next few years that like, you're not going to be able to utilize any of these pre-existing resources to get what you want. Through that's what I'm saying. The, the, so they, what are you going to do? Th-
0: when they bring violence through the removal of these options, those are the terms. They're As still going
2: to have to instigate violence on us though otherwise we're just going to get locked up.
0: It's it's uh, well, yeah, I guess but if you're if people are facing unjust prison sentences on mass I mean, what option do you have? I'm not saying that that's tomorrow's fate or something, but I am saying it the general- It is
2: tomorrow's fate. It's today's fate. I'm, yeah. What about January 6th? I,
0: I mean, well, yeah, I guess the, there are episodes of that, uh, certainly.
2: I but don't know. I'm, uh, just, I'm just disappointed because it was so obvious that this was all going to happen. It's been kind of a slow roll. This didn't happen very quickly, right? We were talking just like this six years ago. That's a long time to get your ducks in a row
0: i have some ducks in a row
2: not you specifically (laughs) but people on the right like people on the right we've never had a more dysfunctional uh i don't know we don't we we don't we don't even agree with each other with with each other on basic tenets or philosophies like the right is a disaster
0: well we We had all
2: this time to figure it out there's also a lot of
0: um unlikely friendship on that basis too where it's like well I may disagree with you on X, Y, and Z, but if you if you agree that I should mostly be left alone and that we shouldn't chop up kids, we could probably get along.
2: I know. But, That's but why the, Destiny's looking so good lately. I don't know what's I don't,
0: happening. I don't know. He had a crazy abortion take I saw on the whatever I podcast.
2: did see that. And
0: yeah. I I don't mean to. I actually, uh, at, as a matter of character and as a thinker, I actually have admiration for him. I'm not even talking shit.
2: So do It's really weird. Yeah. I just
0: thought the abortion take was weird. His point was that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it was something like, neglect of a child that leads to the child's death, like not feeding it or taking care of it, is the same thing as a miscarriage, morally speaking, which it is clearly not. What? If if I'm understanding his point correctly, that's what it was. He was trying to pin down Lila Rose and somebody else on miscarriages being the same immorality as lack of care for kids. How? You'd have to ask him.
2: That's mind-bogglingly retarded. I mean, one of them, there's intent, so... I don't know how he's even squaring that circle. No matter when I hear him talk about certain things, I, I feel like I have more in common with him than like Charlie Kirk.
0: He's the type of guy that is willing to listen to any opinion uh, and entertain it. And I think treat it honestly, I think that that particular, that particular moment was something of an anomaly based on what I've seen from him, but um, you know, we all have them. So,
2: but you know, I'm I'm so ready for this alliance of strange bedfellows, Muslims, yeah. you know,
0: Get ready. Uh, Hopefully they let us borrow their sweet Aladdin swords. That's what I want for the gay war.
2: (laughs) Gay Uh, people that want to uh, make other gay people do conversion therapy. (laughs) Ally. Ally. In my
0: hypothetical novel about uh, future (laughs) gay war. Anyway, we got to catch up with chatters before we get back to the news. Uh, Over on Rumble, Nikki941, Matt and I once made love. It started out long and hard, but ended in the depth with sea men splattered inside. Sorry, blonde. Come on.
4: That's a big game, man.
0: Bane, Bane, koof. Mimology po- posted a tweet or a video of Adam Kinzinger confirming the Patriot front are feds again and it's nepotism, not favoritism. Uh, yeah, I guess in this particular case, although I think that Democrats in general, I think there's a party favoritism in addition to Biden nepotism. Um, but yeah, so that's why I maybe use those terms interchangeably in this context. Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt that uh, the Biden last name is is part of the equation here. Thank you. I haven't seen the video, but I did see that uh, like Proud Boys got into a fight with Patriot Front and started ripping their masks off.
2: Whatever. None of these people are real.
0: Mm. I, I've been told that Patriot Front is very real. And I know. Well, I don't know. Proud Boys is I think a lot of the Proud Boys are legit, but Proud Boys has been undeniably infiltrated with federal informants in the last. Few I don't years. know.
2: I used to think that um, that the data, the, the anecdotal data that you, you have in your life couldn't be extrapolated to the general population, but I get fed uh, so much propaganda that now I'm starting to think that that's the only thing I can rely on. And I don't know anybody that's actually in the Proud Boys or Patriot front.
0: Nobody. I definitely don't know any Patriot front guys, but there are there are, at least in years past there are, I don't know what the state of proud boys are now, but you had Gavin, you had Enrique Tario, you had, uh, that one who was Enrique Tario's like giant Samoan friend guy, whatever that giant dude's name was. Fetty McGee. <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, J.D. 1492. So this James Landis fellow, arguably the most deserving of a bi- of the Big Bird treatment, the architect of our modern government tyranny. Well, I have to plead ignorance on this. I don't know the name. I'll, I'll Google it here. Oh, What's the name? James Landis. So this is a guy from years past. He was an American government official and legal advisor, chairman of the securities from 1935 to 1937. But I don't know anything about him. He's also chair of Harvard or dean of uh, Harvard Law School. In the late 30s into the 40s. So I'll just, I'll have to take a look at it. Mike Davis Smoke Show. Have you guys seen the Putin esque shirtless RFK Kennedy Jr. pictures making the rounds? I wonder if it, it, come debate time, he's going to suck up to the chick vote. Some capital L liberal male energy going on there. He did do a weird workout shirtless wearing jeans. Did you see that? What?
2: Oh, if I I look at it, am I going to throw up?
0: I know. I think you might be into this. This it it is very Putin. I think you might be into this
2: working out. Is that Yeah,
0: he was doing some kind of weightlifting. I don't know what the event was, but it looked like an organized event outside. Jeans, no shirt.
2: Good God.
0: Are you into it? Is it you approve or is it uh, tacky? That's
2: a sexy old man right there. He's
0: almost 70 and not bad for his age, certainly but he has no idea about health trust Peter Hotez who's like half his age, not more than that. But anyway, wow. That's
2: uh, like The most impressive shirt off reveal I've seen in a long time.
0: Implosive critter. I've been listening to a lot of RFK junior content recently. I find him very inspirational. I hope everyone takes the time to hear him out. I recommend the Mar podcast that was posted a few hours ago. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, your support, uh, your support for the show. Very much appreciated. And, um, i am not gonna be niggardly if he was on club random with bill maher maybe i'll have to check that out i don't listen regularly but uh but i might listen for that one
2: probably shouldn't write him off because of his marriage it just rubs me the wrong way
0: all right uh let's catch up with um we're good on d live we're good on odyssey let's catch up with youtube and tippy and then we'll get back to the news
2: Injured Guardian. Blonde. Practicing Catholic. Only black pills. We must hasten the collapse. Matt. Searching. Showing more discernment and progress there in the Felix. Y'all mofos do need Jesus. That's, uh, that's legit. I haven't heard any really good arguments for not hastening the collapse outside of um, being able to spend more quality time with your family out, outside of hardship. But but out, outside of that, I'm, I'm not I don't see a lot of evidence that we should be dragging this out.
0: I think you can make the minimize family suffering argument on both sides. Obviously, I want mm-hmm. the best future for my children that I can achieve on your side. I think you'd argue that's why you rip off the bandaid and get it over more quickly. Yeah. You could make the other side the other argument and say, well, every year that we delay is another year of their childhood.
2: Preserved, less
0: disturbed, preserved. Um, that's and true those are those years are incredibly important um yeah i mean i that's true. as i as we just discussed i would love to maintain peace i would love not to have to have these these freaks trying to cram their bizarre way of life down on everyone from national power centers all the time uh, please choose that option to the extent they don't that's why the strategizing is necessary yeah
2: um i bought pn uh, thank you. No note.
0: Thank you, Ibot, um, as always.
2: General Grieven. We the love Nash- you.
3: You're very special. He's
2: very special. Uh, the Nashville meetup time and place is set for July fifteenth. Anyone else in the area, feel free to join. You can find the email list at Matt. Tell them where to go.
0: Contact page of the website, Matt dot slash contact, is where you can find contact info for listeners of the show. We look forward to hearing about your events. Send us a photo.
2: Bill, is it would be interesting to see how the ADL might frame Musk being Zuckerberg in the UFC cage match yeah what is going to happen then
0: this is, a, this is supposedly really going to happen this is a serious conversation Elon Musk cage fighting Mark Zuckerberg I'm not a, a in general I'm not a fight viewer whether it's MMA boxing I don't know it's just not my thing I'm definitely tuning in to watch this fight though uh, I, I assume you, you will as well. I don't
2: think it's going to happen uh,
0: I hope it does <laughs> Yeah, I wonder uh, what will the ADL's role in this fight be? I hadn't thought about that.
2: Okay, all right. Um, general grievance, blonde. You should get a soap, something like rosebud or lavender, or something similar would be very popular with women in the audience. You could call it the floral solution. <laughs> um, I my almond. So I mean, there there are a lot of of Hitlery jokes that can be named um, that that could could have been used to name soap, but I just. I don't want to put that on Hero Soap Company, you know. They didn't ask for this. They didn't ask. Well, they kind of did. Right?
0: Yeah, they quite literally did, actually, yeah. when uh, he, he messaged me saying, They're uh, an hey,
2: above-the-board company, though. Hey, they don't yeah. want to have some kind of weird final solution. So
0: An honest business uh, providing an honest quality product. And I agree that uh, we should not drag them through the mud of... Um, <laughs> Only we navigate the mud of our uh, audience chat points. That's our job. That's That's not their job. Man,
2: I hate listening to people show for products, but that soap that they sent me, um, it is the only kind of soap that I can smell right now that does not make me literally drop (laughs) my
0: Yeah, uh, I've been dealing with those conversations myself where my wife is convinced that everything smells like gasoline or we got in the gasoline, car the other yeah. day and I had I turned on my AC and my AC is very finicky. It works half the time and half the time it doesn't. So maybe there is some smell associated with it, but she, she says it smells like rotting fruit when I turn on my AC and I don't smell anything. She's probably anything. right. There's, I don't smell a, a damn thing coming out of that.
2: I thought we had a gas leak in our house. Turns out it she, was... Um, A moldy towel.
0: She did that to my mom the other day because we now we've ascended to a gas stove in our in our new living situation, gas stove. So she had my mom convinced that the gas was running, and they're testing every burner because of my wife's crazy pregnant nose.
2: (laughs) That's good. That's good. Good for her. Robin Banks, Matt and I once made love. Well, not quite. He was about to rearrange my entrails. Oh God! What? Like the Wagner group was going to rearrange Moscow, but he got distracted and decided not to at the last second. We're gonna.
0: Today I feel uh,
2: Gay Okay AP Matt Come to Fest Midwest 924 this year You can stream from my house Blonde Come too, so you can chew out The miserable Illinois politicians I put up with here I will be in Japan As a matter of fact
0: What city is this in? Let me look it up here I probably would be pretty fun But I don't I don't think I can justify uh, A trip that far Joliet, Illinois You You want me to drive my car All the way to Joliet, Illinois? Um, maybe single childless me would have entertained it, but uh, family man me has obligations though. I do appreciate the invitation and, uh, I wish you a good time if you decide to go.
2: Um, can we get back into the show? I feel like, we're
0: uh, yeah, we can do that. We'll come back to your chats at the end of the stream. Thank you guys very much.
1: Um, I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: Well, there was uh, something of a Russian coup attempt over the weekend, or so we are supposed to believe. Uh, What are, well, first I'll say, you know, it's very very difficult often to understand what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening with Russia. And both uh, sides of this conflict are notoriously propagandized. And we on this show are a world apart from all of those events. So take everything discussed in this segment with appropriate skepticism. But early reports did suggest that this coup attempt over the weekend was nearly as bad as January 6th. That's how serious it was. So with that on uh, with that in your mind, uh, what the hell happened with what was supposedly a mercenary trying to oust Putin?
2: OK, so on Friday... Pergozin accused Moscow of launching a deadly military strike on his troops. Um, and he claimed on Saturday his forces had crossed into Russia from Ukraine and reached rostov don which is home to Russia's military headquarters for the southern region that oversees the fighting in Ukraine. Um, Progozin claimed his forces had military faciti- facilities in the city under their control, including the airfield. And some videos on social media showed military vehicles, but I don't think it was it was particularly like uh, set to the time and place. Like we know for sure that's what was happening. Um, the atmosphere seemed calm. And then Putin, I read this on CNN, and I, I have not seen a lot of evidence that this is true, but apparently Putin acknowledged that Russia's military has lost control of this region. Now, I watched Barnes right before this, and... Um, barnes is convinced i think he's probably right that this is all a putin orchestrated coup to um root out people that are legitimate mercenaries uh and to see if western media would fall for it like a stress test for western media and he's like if this i thought this was so smart but he's like if, if you want to see something if something is a false flag or this is controlled opposition or something like that see if people are Doing things that are consistent with uh with their desires with their needs and um and if they're if they're benefiting from what's going on, and I was looking at this, and I was like, well, no, not really. I mean this seems inconsistent with Putin's past behavior right so he goes on and he does this address, and he describes this mutiny as a stab in the back of our country and our people, and he vowed to punish those responsible, but then he's like if you were involved, it's cool. You get amnesty, and then you can hang out in Belarus.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, and really, just so people understand the dynamics here. Um, Prigozhin is, and I, if I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but Prigozhin,
2: I, I am, yeah.
0: um, is the guy who. So he runs a, a, a merc an entire group of mercenaries. So private actors hired as soldiers by Putin and the Russian military um and he has close ties to putin yeah um, but they're not he was
2: he was like a, a low level thief i think he spent 10 years in siberia or something yeah. like that and he he was penniless and then he started a restaurant that putin was frequenting and putin just made him rich so that they're like they they're buddies he seems like a good person to do the bidding
0: he's of putin. he's as far as i understand he's something of the equivalent of like a top general though he's running a private organization strictly speaking uh, that's what's going on and 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 now you have this supposed conflict between them, and then the conflict is resolved as quickly as the conflict uh the conflict emerged by a a friend of really both guys or a friend of Russia at least in belarus and and their leader uh Lukashenko
2: right so Lukashenko has brokered this kind of this kind of deal to mediate this solution, and in that deal. Uh, the Kremlin allowed Prigozhin to live in Belarus and and said that all the soldiers that participated would basically get amnesty and not face any prosecution. That's totally inconsistent with everything we know about Putin, right? Like somebody that has launched a genuine mercenary army that has put him in enough danger that he has to leave the city that he's in with all of his forces. um, And then he's going to be like, it's cool. That just does not seem like Putin to me
0: the one thing that's still mysterious and i agree that's out of character i guess if i'm supposed to believe this story at face value maybe past loyalty would be credited and putin thinks well he really screwed up this time and i don't like that he's trying to i guess oust me from power is the accusation or at least weaken my country and my military but he's been a good guy for a long time so i'll cut him some slack and he can go not to the Gulag, but to uh, you know the, something Gulag adjacent over in Belarus. Mm-hmm. But he has not yet appeared in Belarus, Prigozhin, as far no, as he's we're not aware. not
2: there. I mean, as far as uh, as far as we know, and as of a few hours ago, there's no evidence that he's actually in Belarus. So, w- wouldn't we know that too?
0: It, that's uh, that does seem odd that there's no there's nothing to emerge so far, and so I just wanted to discuss some of the theories here. You mentioned. I think what you described from Barnes, I'll get to that last, but that is that is where I lean in, in my assessment, but there are some competing assessments. Uh, you might just take this at as presented at face value, and this is just as simple as a conflict between Russian mobsters, nothing more, but... If that's the case, it does seem out of character for Putin to just agree to let everyone go or at least not give them the sort of harsh punishment that we would expect from that character typically. Um, You know, if this is a mobster fight, per the the last movie that we watched or the one prior, you put a horse head in their beds. You don't say, ah, (laughs) you, you little scamp, get out of here. I've had enough of your mischief. Was there some U.S. involvement? I think that's fair to ask, at least given our involvement by proxy throughout this entire war. um, Has the U.S. contributed to this uh, move in any way? Over the weekend, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted, After our government has been funding a proxy war with Russia in Ukraine for over a year, I sure hope our government isn't behind a coup attempt currently happening in Russia. Regime change in a nuclear-armed country may lead to terrible consequences the American people don't want. And to this point, really this is kind of a given, but it's something we should acknowledge and consider. Reports say the Fed's new. According to the New York Times yesterday, unnamed U.S. intelligence officials say they've known for some time that Prigozhin was preparing for this action against senior Russian defense officials, even Putin himself. Officials say that unlike the start of the war, when US intel, the U.S. intel community was leaking Putin's plans trying to stop him, this time they say they kept the intel secret so that they could not be accused of orchestrating the coup. Now, unnamed intelligence officials deny responsibility is probably the single greatest evidence of U.S. intel community responsibility that I'm aware of. So I think that deserves some respect.
2: But who does it benefit more? Does it benefit Putin more? Or does it benefit the West? Because I don't know that this is highly beneficial to the West. I mean, it, it makes the American public, which is largely behind the war anyway, think that, that we're getting somewhere. Yeah. But outside of that, does it really change perception? I mean, we don't, we're just going to keep uh, giving them shoveling billions of dollars to Ukraine, irrespective of what the general public thinks about the war. Well, that's so the it doesn't only really solution matter. here. We have to be practical. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so it doesn't really matter what the public thinks.
0: To that point, if this was some kind of U.S. op, uh, why give up so easily? Why let Mm -hmm. the uh, Belarusian president guy just block the plan after what apparently was just a few hours of negotiation? If the U.S. had some big plans to really make Putin either to give him some kind of serious defeat and do actual damage to his military or just give him a, a defeat in perception by media or something totally you want this to drag on a little longer and have putin suffer some kind of defeat it doesn't look like there was any major loss sustained or any damage beyond what is typical of what we see from the conflict in that region in that region generally unless i've missed something um and then yeah so as you mentioned with with barnes Is it possible that this is a Russian op for several reasons? Uh, There is some evidence or at least analysis to that effect as well. There's an ex CIA analyst, the most trustworthy of people (laughs) speaking with the daily mail. And this person says that that's the most likely explanation. This was actually a Putin plan, a classic false flag to make the West believe that his army has weakened. Also creates potential justification for escalation in Ukraine, also creates opportunity, as you mentioned, to identify maybe who's disloyal, remove them, punish them. The problem with this theory is those disloyal mercenaries are apparently not going to be punished. So even if Prigozhin was in on it, letting all involved go doesn't serve at least that purpose for Putin.
2: Well, we don't know that he would actually do that, I suppose. Yeah,
0: maybe he just wants the list. Maybe he's not looking to chop heads or something like that.
2: Well, no, maybe he'll just kill the anyway.
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess the guy hasn't showed up where he said he was going to show up. So something unfortunate may have happened. Uh, It is also notable. Did you see that uh, Purgosian is a movie producer? Yeah, I did. So you got the actor Zelensky and uh, the movie producer Purgosian. I don't know if they're working together on this particular production, but maybe they'll have some kind of uh, (laughs) some kind of cooperation in the future. Uh, this was reported earlier this month by The Hollywood Reporter. Quote, No one has emerged as a more powerful force in Russia's information war than Prigozhin. Prigozhin cultivated the relationship and earned a spot in Putin's inner circle, along with the nickname Putin's chef. In 2019, he began producing blockbuster war movies, often featuring the very sa- well, at least stories from the very same mercenaries that he commands. Uh, as this report characterized it, Uh, it's sophisticated Hollywood-style propaganda glorifying Russia. So this guy is a literal showman, but we're supposed to believe there's no show at all in this Mm -hmm. particular operation, apparently. And that's another piece that does make me think this is some kind of Putin op. Um, But the showmanship, I suppose, could work in a number of ways, depending on who's hiring to take advantage of these showman talents. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. It seems would mean, like Putin
2: opted me. I'm, I'm yeah. fairly confident.
0: Well, as mentioned, as always, there's only one solution—that and that is to cut bigger checks, more <laughs> checks, and more weapons to Ukraine, and uh, yeah. do that every other week, and shut the hell up, and then we'll evaluate in a year or so's time, and I'm sure it'll all be resolved. Anything else I feel on feel the?
2: Bad uh, for the guy, though.
0: Who? Prigozhin?
2: No, I feel bad for Putin.
0: Oh, he has why? to like
2: jump through all these hoops and do all this shit because because America wants a change of regime and so we have to do this proxy battle and everything. He's probably like, I don't want to deal with this. just want to rule my country. I didn't want to do propaganda, but
0: you guys started the propaganda war. I don't yeah. know. I, I think he's pretty propaganda happy.
2: No, uh, you're right. Yeah. I think he's probably into propaganda, but I don't think he, he wants uh, his stature as a world leader to require so much international conflict. Like, I don't, I don't get that from him, hmm. that he's like jonesing to be at war with the West.
0: Well, uh, I suppose that's what we're supposed to. We're supposed to believe that he is a, an existential threat, that if we don't stop him in his tracks, he's coming for us next. But um, I don't know. He's going to it's going to take a lot of um, potato, vodka, Molotov cocktails for Russia to come get us, I think. <laughs> anyway. Uh I, there Tell should me be, about
2: this report that said nothing.
0: Yeah, there should be more to say about this. I posted a video on Wednesday. <laughs> there was this new revelation that the first people sick with COVID, not that there were these first people sick with COVID at the Wuhan lab. Workers there um, under the leadership of the Bat Lady. What's new is, is that we have their actual identities now. And this, according to intelligence officials, leaking information to Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi. I won't go into the details of all of that, but I did post on Wednesday if you'd like more information on that. But part of that video, as I discussed in the latter half, is that under the law that Congress unanimously passed in March and Biden signed, uh, Biden was supposed to declassify all intelligence related to COVID origins in a report to Congress by last Sunday, June 18th. But then Sunday, June 18th, uh, 18th came and went, there was no report. And the presumption is that Biden didn't want to piss off Xi while Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Antony Blinken, let me be correct, Antony, stupid ass name, Mr. Blinken was visiting China and they didn't want to piss off Xi. Piss off Xi. Too many, you can do it. Too many difficult sounds here. Well, I had thought that maybe they're just not going to report anything and hope that we all forget. Since there were no consequences built into the law, it's like, hey, Biden, you better declassify. And if you don't, Josh Howley is going to hold a hearing and yell at you. Right. Yeah, I appreciate the work Josh Howley has done on this. I'm not trying to take shots at him in particular. He's doing what he can within the confines of his power. But that is the reality of the situation. Nobody's going to go arrest Biden if he doesn't if he doesn't do this. But later in the week, the director of national intelligence did actually submit the required report to Congress. And uh, it turned out to be exactly the joke that we all expected it to be. A pathetic 10 pages with major redactions that doesn't say anything interesting or new at all. In fact, the report says that the fact that the Wuhan Institute of Virology gain-of-function researchers were the first ones sick way before any virus sample was ever discovered at the wet market That does not support or refute either hypothesis of the pandemic's origins. Why? Because the researchers' symptoms could have been caused by a number of diseases. We don't know that it was COVID.
2: Come on!
0: Actually... Some oh. of their symptoms weren't consistent with COVID-19 at all. How would we possibly know what they had other than they specifically work on engineering and mutating bat coronaviruses and applied for U.S. assistance in engineering bat coronaviruses. And we gave them that assistance and they do that every single day of their lives. And also the earliest known is all the, even if you buy the wet market stuff, it's immediate proximity to these people.
2: It's also tiresome,
0: but we don't know. They might have just had the cold. The report also notes that several intel agencies do not believe that the virus is engineered. Well, if they don't believe it, then uh, that settles that. So again, just ignore the evidence otherwise. This is part of Schellenberger and uh, Taivi's report. The virus has the exact properties that the Wuhan researchers were asking for USAID to develop we we're, we're supposed to accept that, but then say, we have no reason to believe that it came from the lab that asked us for the money to make exactly this might've come from some coincidental bad cave. Thank you for this declassification from the Intel community. Anyway, I, I don't need to waste any more time on this because it's, it was, it's a completely worthless report. Not that I expected <sighs> anything more significant. Uh, Gotta leave time for this. I,
2: oh, this is so funny. Oh, my God. This is the funniest story I've ever read in my life.
0: This kid's Hitler drawing. God. You know, I used to Pepe is like the, the the perfect. Drawing capture of smug. This Hitler, though, this Hitler has the primo Pepe energy.
2: Did we talk about this last week or was it Wednesday?
0: Wednesday, a little bit.
2: OK, so I can go through like some of the details. But we have to.
0: We have to go through all of it.
2: <laughs> OK, good. OK, so this Jewish teacher, Morrison Robley, he taught social studies in Dalton, Massachusetts. He, he resigned voluntarily from his own position, by the way, by sliding his keys across the table to his administrators and saying, I just can't do this. anymore."
0: That's how it happened. All right.
2: Anyway, so when this teacher was trying to quiet his students one day, this boy, this 12 year old boy began spewing homophobic slurs. I can only assume that he called his teacher a faggot, which is. Awesome. Is the
0: teacher gay? Do we know that?
2: No, I mean he's like a like a weasley little, you know, ooh, he's like a little man.
0: We know he's like he's like the kind of gay that you you know, <laughs> you're good. He's yeah. that kind of gay, yeah. But is he like uh you know, sleep with a guy gay? We don't have that Probably. established.
2: So the teacher removed this kid from class, and then there were some other incidents like that, and then in April. The teacher made uh, the grave mistake of showing up in a yarmulke, and for a yarmulke, you say a yarmulke, prompting the student to make hateful comments about it. I could not find out what those comments were, although I wanted desperately to know. Um, And then a few days after being sent to detention, this kid, uh, the boy, gave Robley a sketch of Hitler standing over a dead person, and then he labeled the dead person Jew. And then there are a bunch of canisters that he labeled "gas,"
0: and the, and and we didn't get that drawing. They they described it, but didn't show us the drawing.
2: No, come on, I dude. couldn't find it anywhere. Robley said he filed a complaint with his union in May, citing an unsafe work environment. And he told the school district that the boy would be further, uh, a, further be at risk of deeper radicalization of hate, one which will lead to violence. Um, uh, you know, I think I think if you're gonna teach sixth to eighth grade boys first of all don't be like a funny looking tiny feelings hurt jewish man wearing a yarmulke it's like you're too big of a target what do you want they're just boys that like, can they can anybody look at this guy and like not make fun of him it's so easy
0: and it wasn't just that by the way the child is facing a misdemeanor charge
2: Misdemeanor charge so it yeah, wasn't just or, oh um, they bullied oh, I didn't put me this down. The,
0: the kids bullied me at school no there's law enforcement involvement yeah. now
2: yeah for yeah, this right.
0: hitler drawing
2: oh what what was the charge it was something so stupid
0: criminal harassment
2: oh that's right yeah
0: yeah uh in any case uh the memes are just absolutely this <laughs> hitler face is just so perfect to put on actual photos of hitler Great memes borrowing the appreciation language, just about how this cartoon Hitler doesn't appreciate certain demographics, and if only
2: we—if
0: only we knew how appreciated uh, we could have been. This one, and I'm glad I understand the reference from The Shining, thanks to the movie review bit. But the Hitler face through the axe crack in the door with the ADL watching in horror, and this looks real and i thought maybe it is but i'm pretty sure it's just a mock-up though tomorrow it might be real the adl you know they have like a page on pepe because that's hateful and they have a page on the the okay sign because that's hateful adl has a page on i do not appreciate you that's a hateful (laughs) phrase now this anti-semitic phrase was first used by a 12 year old student in conjunction with a crudely drawn caricature of adolf hitler in retaliation against a Jewish teacher, picked up by me. I don't know. This
2: exploded. is the kind of story that like, I really needed this week. It makes me feel like America's youth still has a fighting spirit.
0: Well, I, the other odd thing about this, as many have noted, that is, uh, what, what did this teacher teach? Is he an English teacher? Or?
2: Social studies and the kid's 12. And this is like the worst drawing. A 12-year-old's handwriting should look roughly like an adult Sandra. pretty
0: close it should not look He's as not rough four, as this does you know yeah. so that teacher as far as i'm concerned is is himself indicted for failing to develop proper penmanship in this young man yeah but uh but as far as the criminal charge I, I don't care if the kid made some joke about actually killing him or something i mean i do care obviously that's a matter for discipline with parents and school and the school and all that you don't want kids doing that but it a criminal matter? We're going to treat this as a criminal threat? The criminal threat here apparently is the Hitler drawing itself because the note, it's difficult to read, but I did have a uh, a helpful listener do his best at transcribing it for me. And this is the transcription of the note. Uh, Dear Mr. Robley, I personally hate you and you weird. Uh, no cap man bun. So I switched. Telling a teacher, I don't appreciate you. Uh, And so there's nothing in the text that is a threat. He's saying, I don't like you. I guess I'm switching teachers or I'm leaving this classroom. Don't appreciate you. If drawing a smiley face with a narrow mustache is itself a criminal threat, even if an adult does that to an adult, let alone a child. I mean, we've lost all semblance of.
2: Yeah, but why does he have to get so butthurt? It's like you teach... Kids that are at an age where they make fun of people and they're really trolly and like if you can't handle that, if you get BTFO by some trolly twelve year old, then what 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 good are you in society?
0: I just can't I can't believe that he would in good faith go along with this prosecution either. Even if you were bothered, even if I was a teacher and I thought that twelve year old student of mine is a real piece of crap, needs to be taught some lessons. Would I would I be in favor of the criminal prosecution of a kid? Over some, well he
2: views the kid as a as a threat to him issuing propaganda to the younger generation. so yeah. that's really what this is about
0: Anyway uh if, if more information comes out I will certainly return to this story because it was the funniest story of the week as far as I'm concerned so, and as so- I mentioned on Wednesday I gotta figure out a way to be this version of Hitler for Halloween, and if we can commission this kid to draw a similarly styled Ava Braun for you, this would be the greatest Halloween costume we've ever had in the history of the show.
2: Okay, let's do. It. I want to
0: look exactly like this particular. Which which image is it? The, uh, that one would work, but I'm thinking this image right here, like trench coat <laughs> Hitler with the with the mask on. That's what I want to look like for Halloween. <laughs> okay that one could conceivably have been hoax hate or at least it's like i don't think the whole thing is a hoax but the victimization Dude, this is san
2: diego a- hoax hate we got to play the bit so we can talk about this All this right. was the craziest hoax hate <laughs>
0: now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice in san diego scott rowan a 39 year old gay man ran to the media last week with a claim that homophobic bigots yelled slurs at him and attacked him with some sort of fire weapon causing second-degree burns on his body. After about five seconds of police investigation, the story quickly turned to a much different story. Actually, Rowan attacked a pregnant woman himself, and she deployed fire as a weapon to defend herself from him. Mm.
4: 39-year-old Scott Rowan went to a restaurant in his San Diego neighborhood to inquire about a job. He says he heard two people yelling homophobic slurs at him, so he yelled back. Rowan, who was gay, says the next thing he knew, he was being doused with some sort of liquid and then set on fire.
1: Immediately after that, I just, I went up kind of like coals on a barbecue. Simply just went into flames. They were obviously out targeting LGBT community.
4: He says this is definitely a hate crime and he filed a police report.
1: A few moments later.
4: Police say a man who says he was attacked and burned in an alleged hate crime is suspected of assaulting a pregnant woman. Earlier this week, Scott Rowan, who is gay, told us he was set on fire in a targeted attack in San Diego. Investigators paint a different picture. They say they got a 911 call that night of a man attacking a pregnant woman. She was bleeding and had several injuries requiring her to go to the hospital. An hour later, officers got a report of a man saying he'd been set on fire. Officers determined the man with the burn injuries was the suspect in the attack on the pregnant woman. Then they say she retaliated using a fire using fire as a weapon against him.
0: Hmm. There is video of the attack, but it's not publicly available as far as I've seen. And as far as I've seen, no description of why he actually attacked this attacked pregnant, the pregnant
2: woman. woman yeah.
0: And no it really description.
2: It takes to a new level,
0: doesn't it? It's, uh, see, uh,
2: did I get to it? Was it, no, a joke in there
0: no. I, I, I'm glad you did because, first of all,
2: okay,
0: uh, rimshot well earned. Hold on, way too late, thank but uh, where, the, where they, where the chick I
2: step on your jokes sometimes. I just wanted to make
0: sure. No, where the chick jokes land. I have to acknowledge them. But I was thinking that in my head earlier while editing up these clips. Wow, this guy's an actual flamer. And then I didn't, yep. I didn't write it into the introduction. So thank mm-hmm. you for s- salvaging the joke. It no. would have been lost. Anyway, uh, but speaking of the flames. No description as far as I've seen of what the fire weapon the woman deployed actually is. I have no idea what that means. What do you mean deployed fire as a weapon? She got a spare can right. of spray paint or some aerosol and a lighter. And How, what, what did she do? She has some pocket flamethrower. I don't
2: know.
0: Second degree burns. She got him pretty good. If he's got second degree burns.
2: Based prego.
0: Someone needs to fill me in. I feel like I'm missing something here. What 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 would you use in terms of fire as a weapon that would cause second degree burns to a person who's attacking you? Anyway, um, police are still investigating so far. I don't see charges against Rowan. Presumably there will be for his violent attack. But he also, as the reporter mentioned, he filed a police report uh, to go along with his false news report. So perhaps there will be a charge related to that as well. Well, uh, Juneteenth, much like Pride Month as well, uh, it's a real catch-22 for corporate America. Because on the one hand, progressive sensibilities demand that you will celebrate. But also, if you celebrate too authentically, you will be punished. Uh, Case in point, you can't actually celebrate Juneteenth with stereotypical foods like, well, for example, fried chicken or purple drink. Remember back in Black History Month in February, we discussed a story where a school district had to apologize for serving chicken and waffles during February. You just can't. You must celebrate black culture while also refusing to participate in black culture in any way. It's very hard to navigate. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Now Toyota is in trouble for similar reasons, because at a distribution center in Kansas City, a company Juneteenth celebration event featured watermelon and only watermelon to eat and the company's rachel dolezal employee at least i you tell me does this lady think that she's black or is she just an ally anyway her and her um her black friend at the distribution center they're very very mad about this watermelon
4: They say they brought their concerns to leadership and they were laughed at. They say that Toyota has turned an important holiday into a joke. Well, tonight Toyota says it did in fact happen and now we know how. This is the display of food left for employees here at the Toyota Distribution Center and they say these pictures show the only food they were offered was watermelon.
1: I turned around and asked a member that's on the DNI team which is diversity inclusion team. I was like, what the heck, this isn't okay. And he just laughed. Did
4: they serve anything else besides watermelon?
1: No, just watermelon.
4: Jerry Bolden has worked at the plant for four years. As a black man, he says things like this make coming into this environment and having to work very difficult. A slap in the face, like very disrespected. Like it's like, you know they preach, you know, black lives matter, but it's kind of like they were just making a joke out of us today.
0: They preach black Dude, lives matter but then in they, season and delicious. Then they put the NBA game up and I felt very insulted. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Um Important you're not holiday. allowed to There's a
2: joke.
0: No watermelon in the in the month of June, as you say. And and that's what I thought. Actually, when I first saw the story, I thought, well, this is just a coincidence. It's not unheard of to serve watermelon in the summer. That is fairly common actually.
2: Yeah. How often do you eat watermelon in the summer? Because for me, it's like twice a week.
0: I'm actually not a big watermelon fan, but.
2: That's insane.
0: I'm not a hater. It's just, it's I'm not. The thing about watermelon, it's got to be perfect to be good. When it's mushy and grainy, it's gross. So you got to have it in its pristine state. And that's the only time it's acceptable. How about this with watermelon, though? Salt or no?
2: No. Hmm.
0: I could be persuaded. Uh, it, what it, kind
2: of Mexican nonsense is that? <laughs> Who puts salt on watermelon?
0: Lots of people. It's, it's legit, but uh, abomination.
2: Oh, I better my, ruin this delicious sweet treat by putting salt on it.
0: My preference on watermelon is none, but if I must indulge, crisp and salty is not a bad choice. Uh, but um, so I thought this was just a coincidence. Turns out. <laughs> I can hear my family laughing in the other room at your reaction (laughs) to the salty watermelon. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, This was actually no coincidence. Uh, The company was trying to be sensitive with this watermelon. They were actually trying to honor Juneteenth with the watermelon. Because watermelon is indeed part of Juneteenth history because many slaves grew watermelons to make money after emancipation. And so Toyota viewed watermelon as a symbol of the path to freedom that Juneteenth celebrates, and the employees viewed it as mockery. And Toyota confirms that the watermelon choice was approved by multiple people on their leadership team at the distribution center. These employees this demanded an apology. This was so apology.
2: stupid. Why would they think that this was gonna this was gonna go over it, like anything but a but a lead balloon?
0: They say they will try bananas next year and see how that works. <laughs>
2: Fried chicken. Yeah. Purple drink.
0: Uh, yeah. And so far, no apology given to these offended workers, though. Um, this is not this is a, a a rare confirmed correction to a prior hoax hate case. There was this donut shop called the Donut Hole in um, in Tulsa. And we talked about this when the story happened back in November. It a red a guy in a red hat wearing a, 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 a covid mask shows up right in front of the camera to throw a Molotov cocktail at the door and start gently banging on the window with a bat because this donut shop hosted uh, drag events for kids. It seemed like classic hoax hate. Hoax
2: hate. Fact check, true. It turns out that somebody's been arrested. Um, What is this guy's name? Did I put this in here? Colby, Kobe Dale Green. Uh, Apparently call him a neo-Nazi, but... Who knows what that even means. He was seen on Facebook, um, like harassing the uh, company for, you know, doing some tranny prop or whatever. And then he did say uh, on some Facebook posts, okay, it's officially time to shine our boots and put our armbands on boys. This filth has got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Maybe, maybe he's a fan. I don't know. That's uh time yeah. to shine our boots and put on our armbands. All right. That's
2: too specific, guys. Too specific.
0: Maybe he's dead serious. But to the extent there's an arrest, I have to correct the record and acknowledge we were fake news on that one. You are fake news. So I will, where there are conclusions otherwise, I will revisit them. Okay. Anything else before uh, the movie review here? No, let's do it. Yeah, let's get into it. In a world
4: of movie references flying over his head. One man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review.
0: This week's movie is the 1987 Robin Williams war comedy Good Morning Vietnam, in which the Armed Forces Radio Service assigns an airman to a new DJ job in Saigon. And he becomes a hit morale boost for G.I.s, but he tells too much truth and accidentally befriends a Viet Cong terrorist kid while chasing some jungle tail. So Whoops. he has to say an emotional goodbye from movie picker Dracula Censorship kills humor. Robin Williams at his best as a radio DJ in Vietnam. This is a go to for comedy. As always, your review and your rating.
2: Give me another one where I'm just apologizing through the whole review. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Uh, Okay, how do I get out of this? Maybe I don't have a heart. Mm. and But I have never liked Robin Williams. Never liked him. He was good in Mrs. Doubtfire. And that's pretty much it. There's something about these over-the-top one-man shows like um, Jim Carrey and and Steve Martin and, and Robin Williams that my entire life always hated it. It's every movie every single movie that they're in is just about their comedic range, like the stupid voices they can do and the impressions and blah, blah, blah. And they're always like 10 out of 10 energetic and enthusiastic, throwing all sorts of stuff against the wall just to get people to laugh. But the comedy isn't, isn't centered and and focused, you know, and and, something about it. It's always really rubbed me the wrong way. So as a result, unless they're limited to dramatic roles or limited by dramatic roles, um, Everything kind of goes off the rails, and then the movie lacks substance and I think that's probably what happened here. There was some stuff I appreciated there's good commentary about how we were the real enemy in Vietnam, which is true, and then the stupidity of of military bureaucracy um and and censorship limiting um the, the breadth of comedy. I liked that uh but at the end of the day, it was all about Robin Williams and his stupid brand of lame. Comedy. I didn't hate it though. I gave it a two. Like, I wasn't like, I hated this movie, but like, I found it exhausting and painful to watch. And it felt like it was seven hours long.
0: Thought you were going to complete the circle and say we should be apathetic about his suicide.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Anyway, comedians are often really depressive, depressive, depressive characters. So I kind of wasn't surprised by that. But I don't know. I just, He's
0: just not a comedian that's ever really done it. Hmm. Well, we're, we're on. uh, we have some similar attitudes toward this movie. I actually liked it a little bit better than you did, but, um, I, one of the first things I wrote about was the same idea of just Robin Williams. I, I get his talent and I can, he actually improvised all of his, all of his, um, on air bits in this, this movie, which is not easy to do. And I can recognize the talent associated with that. That said, He's pretty much the same guy whether he's Mrs. Doubtfire or the genie in Aladdin or Adrian Cronauer in Good Morning Vietnam. Ooh, I'm going to do a bunch of voices. I'm going to go really really loud. And then I'm going to go really really soft. And then I'm
2: going go to go Yeah, it's all yeah.
0: of it. Yeah, it's like okay. That said, there were some pretty good um lines sprinkled in there. The riffing about the protective dyke, I thought was yeah, was pretty that was funny. funny. That one got me. Uh, I thought the Nixon interview bit was pretty funny and I don't know if this movie so that's where he he edited himself fake interviewing Nixon using clips of Nixon to describe his testicles and other things I don't know if this is this movie is the origin of that bit but that's a bit I've heard used on other radio shows and other podcasts and it's almost always funny it can be overdone but that's a bit that has survived the test of time and I, I, I thought it was good in this one too.
2: Mm. This is a
0: deep subplot that I appreciated because it's about a character who's secondary. Um, but it's a point that I appreciate greatly. There's second Lieutenant Hawk, the fill in, when Cronauer gets the boot or suspended, and he's telling everyone, No, no, I'm funny. I believe that I'm funny. You'll see, I'm funny. If you have to tell everyone how funny you are, you are not funny. And that's readily apparent in this context because the jokes don't land. But it's really true with almost every trait. If you have to tell everyone how smart you are, you're probably not that smart. If you have to tell everyone how strong you are, you're probably not that strong. People make their assessments of you by observing you in action, not by listening to your own self-description. So if you want them to adopt a certain portrayal of you a certain description of you you need to live that out you need to demonstrate to people not just tell them aren't i the smartest strongest funniest guy that you know because even if it's true even if you actually have some of those traits the fact that you're kind of self declaring is off-putting and then people will be they'll scrutinize you even more for claiming that thing so you get the added benefit of just a little humility when you don't take that approach and people will reach their own conclusions and if you truly are those things Uh, people are going to assign those descriptions to you, rightfully so. It is kind of a true story. I find the history of it uh, sort of interesting. Actually, Adrian Cronauer, the real guy, died in 2018. um, And he wrote the script originally, and then he sold it off. And when he sold it off, they inserted a whole bunch of plot points that are complete fiction. He wasn't actually forced out of Vietnam. He didn't have this Viet Cong uh, terrorist kid friend. And he was never landmined behind enemy lines. But the general theme of of his radio voice being a morale boost for troops in need is a real piece of history. And based on an interview that I linked in the description with the real Cronauer, Robin Williams never met Cronauer prior to making the movie for a reason. They didn't want his portrayal to be uh, influenced in the wrong way. But they have similar over-the-top tendencies so it's not like Robin Williams is spot on without having known the guy but you can see why his radio personality was right. infectious it's just you know you can see some of those those traits um, that certainly were true things I didn't necessarily like Now, normally anti-censorship themes are right up my alley and something I always appreciate it's tough to say that I don't think about them in this movie whether it's better for everyone to know the truth of the bombing or whether the professional compromise of the crude jokes is worth it for the troop morale. These themes mean less to me in the military context though, because this is a context where tighter information control is actually kind of important. Um, that is to say that we, as a matter of, of government and, and social interaction, we uphold free speech principles for a couple of reasons. One, the individual holds a right to a perspective and two, because protecting a free marketplace of ideas Through doing that, we protect the discovery of, our pathway to, the truth. But that's not the organizing principle of the military. The organizing principle of the military is to achieve the objective. And there are times when the release of certain information can compromise that purpose. And when you sign up for a military enlistment, you sign away pretty much every right that you have, including, at least while on duty and in uniform, your free speech rights. You don't get to say whatever you want whenever you want. Uh, in basic or in the foxhole. And that's for good reason. It'd be a chaos world if, well, uh, we know we gave him an order, but John wants to do some, uh, impromptu poetry in the middle of this battle or something. That's not the way that it works. I know I'm speaking in sort of exaggeration here. And I'm not, and it's not to say that Cronauer was totally wrong to want the truth of the bombing out. It's just, to me, this is a context where I can understand the perspective of command More than I can understand, even though they're portrayed as total dicks and complete losers in this movie, but I can understand their perspective more than I can understand some government bureaucrat uh, trying to punish civilians for seeking or Mm. distributing the truth. So the censorship stuff just doesn't land as much to me in this context. Um, That's true. How old do you think that his love interest was? Am I wrong in this? She seemed very young. But
2: no, you can't tell with Asians. I don't know, maybe, she's
0: probably 25. See, maybe it's just the Asian thing. Because when I saw her, I'm like, what is that chick? Like I 15 or know. something? What are we dealing with here? Um, it was technically a, a, a an adult school that he chases her at. Um, and, when I, and I looked it up and Robin Williams was about 36 when this movie was made. That actress was about 22 at the time. So her real age, she was certainly not underage. It might have just been the Asian optical illusion but my dispute with the romance isn't just that the age seems sort of weird. It's that the romance plot is almost entirely pointless. Anyway, her main function is to get him to befriend her brother who turns out to be a Viet Cong terrorist kid. And then he kind of chases her. and even goes through this pathetic point where he's just begging for her friendship. Please just give me your friendship. Yeah, but nothing really happens. And then he just leaves. There's no, there's nothing really achieved through that romance plot point. Um, yeah, but and he think, was
2: like a corrupted, crass American. The family was all over protecting her virginity. So it wasn't going to happen.
0: And maybe that's what we're supposed to get from that story. is like like, The
2: cultures were too different and she could barely yeah. speak English.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that, that didn't really... Uh, that, was, that whole plot line was kind of a delete for me. Um, and it's not, this isn't the movie's fault, but just now that you watch it in today's context, that Robin Williams suicide joke right at the start... Oh, did, did you catch that? You got Forrest yeah. Whitaker. Um, I could pull it up here. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Let me uh, hold on. Let me do this. Let me grab the clip. Forest
2: Whitaker looks so young. It's crazy. Yeah. That's Marty
0: Lee Let me uh, grab this so you can hear it and plug it in. And everybody else will be able to hear it, too. I should have prepped this beforehand, but, you know, on air production is fine, too. Why can't I grab it, though? Oh, yeah. OK, here we go. So listen, this is a clip when he was first introduced to the other host uh, on this particular radio network.
4: That's Marty Lee Drywitz. He's impeccably clean. This man has cleaning products shipped in from Wisconsin. He's also one of your roommates, so if I were you, I'd think about suicide. Sir?
0: <laughs> that's, that's rough today. Yeah. Uh, but...
4: Or
2: Robin Williams,
0: but yeah, uh, and so it, it it ends up being kind of a weird buzzkill at the start of the movie. That's not the movie's fault. Um, and then I thought about it. it's like, well, maybe it fits right in. Actually, I mean, this movie is kind of about kind of about finding humor and joy in hell, and so I suppose joking about the hellish is is perfectly appropriate. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, I ended up giving it just a, a Wiki higher rating than you did, so I gave it a three. Okay.
2: Wiki, wiki, wiki.
0: Yay! i I'll allow it. thought it was one of those movies that's perfectly OK at pretty much everything. It's a perfectly OK comedy. It's a perfectly OK drama. It's got a decent plot twist in there. It, perfectly entertaining, perfectly watchable. But I'm not going to be eager to rewatch it or I'm not going to be lost in thought about it afterwards. So that's why I give it. I
2: immediately a forgot about it.
0: After. Mediocre marks, but it, it's fine. There's no hate from me. On no, this hate, no hate, no hate. Let's see. Uh, early voters. Uh, yeah, they're, they're right there. This is, this is lower than most of the time. Uh, you got four, over 40% of early voters giving it a three. And there's actually a decent amount of hate. 10% giving it a two so far. So.
2: Oh, really? A lot of people in the live chat are like, I hate
0: it. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have hate for it. But I can understand why you, know, you might uh, not be E or two.
2: It's no last of the Mohicans.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked out this way because next week... Uh, with perfect timing for the 4th of July holiday, we get to watch Team America World Boys. Oh, no. Don't you remember the AIDS song? I've seen this before. Yeah,
2: fine. Whatever. All
0: right. Well, I'm going to go into it. I love Trey
2: and Matt, too. I'm going to go
0: into it with some enthusiasm because I haven't seen it for at least 10 years. I can't remember the last time. And uh, after that, remaining nominations for July that you can vote on are Jaws, The Big Lebowski, The Iron Giant, Beetlejuice, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Network, Mad Max, Beyond Beyond Thunderdome, or of course you can uh, reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. As a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie. And sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column, linked in the description and over on the homepage of the website. That is Matt Christensen Media.com. And it's time to catch up with our chatters.
2: Sure. Well, who's the last one I was throwing up? So, Artholos? Artholos?
0: I remember who's the uh, Subi Fest. Uh, yeah, Artholos is the next one that I have. Yep
2: the best Subaru, a 2012 Toyota 86 limited edition. It's funny because the car is exactly the same as the Subaru BRZ but with a Toyota sticker on it. Fancy driving. I don't know what I mean. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I I I've never driven a BRZ, but I would like the opportunity. They um great summer car reason I don't I've never entertained buying one is cuz uh I I'm not convinced of its winter performance. Um but in the summer around here, windy mountain roads, I'm sure it would be a blast. And uh enjoy your vehicle.
2: Oh yeah. Cat Savage, a local LEO, lost his house and family pet in a fire on Thursday. Arson, unfortunately, he only makes $20 an hour. and We're in a very small town. So most people are donating clothes. If I'm allowed to post, here's the link. Uh, it's com slash aguirre underscore fire. And that's A-G-U-I-R-R-E underscore fire. I'm just joking. I have no reason to think this was arson. It's just, you know, every time I hear about somebody's house burning down with a pet inside, I fantasize about getting all that money for my house and then being able to kill one of my dogs, it would be awesome.
0: You're contemplating your own hoax hate, which I'm sure this is not. Um, I don't know if links work through the chat or not, but uh, Kat, you can send us uh, you can send us that page and I'll check it out. And, um, and perhaps we will make a gift on behalf of the show and all the best to you and your community. I'm sorry to hear the story.
2: Laurel says, has Matt been losing weight or is it the beard, the growing beard making his face look thinner? Yes. Every for every pound I gain in baby weight, Matt loses one pound. So I'm um, down true. like 70 pounds right now.
0: Uh, both are actually a little bit true. I I lost my I lost my guns in a boating accident, and I lost my beard trimmer in a moving accident. I have not had a beard trimmer for like a month now. So I've been doing I've been oh, using no. scissors and that's why it's even more. You
2: hey, know, no, it looks disheveled. good. I think that you're you're graduating from this pube phase. Yeah. I think your beard um, trimmer may maybe. have been doing you a disservice.
0: I did buy a new one, though, and I plan to deploy it tomorrow to even things out. I'm not taking a lot off, but I need to Why? even it
2: out. It looks better now.
0: Well, uh, I, I, I received a compliment from my family earlier today that uh, the longer look is better, too. So maybe I'll try. I think they're um,
2: lying to you? Of course uh, not.
0: Uh, they... Well, first of all, your mom has to encourage you. So, you know, my mom's my mom's no. never said a mean thing to me in her life. So, who knows? What? No. I mean, never. You think my mom's going to say that's a terrible look?
2: Oh, my mom would
0: totally <laughs> say that. Uh, and um, I I've I've been attempting to be more disciplined with not only my dietary choices but also my nighttime eating. So I am down a little bit, but not drastically. But uh, I am down a, a little bit. So you probably. The beard, in combination with a little trimming down, I'm glad are noticeable. No,
2: I don't thank, think your family would you. lie to you. They have an incentive to make the general public think that your genetics are better than they actually are, so they wouldn't they wouldn't lie <laughs> or lie I, to you. I suppose. Jonathan, happy birthday to my wonderful sister Joanna. I love that name. Who was forcibly converted into a fan four years ago on a trip to Yellowstone. May you have a wonderful year of making hate, and may all of your enemies be vanquished by the Fauci. Ouchy! i love it thanks joanna
0: <laughs> that's harsh that last point but uh mm-hmm. if you have to be held captive to listen to this show touring the uh the greater yellowstone area is a fantastic place to do it so i'm glad that was the venue as well and uh thank you much appreciate it man
2: john smith this is the first show i've caught live since my dad passed and the first time i feel like i've returned to my routine very mm-hmm. glad to be hanging out with y'all again thanks for always being here i'm so sorry to hear that uh, what a bummer
0: what All the bummer. best to uh, you and your family, and um, and and I'm sure you will do everything necessary to carry on your father's legacy. Such is the circle of life, and um, and uh, I, I'm sure you will. Uh, I'm sure you'll complete it honorably, as you are destined to do. So, thanks for tuning into the show, man, and and thanks for making your family a part of it as well.
2: Boogeyman nine one seven says, "I doubt it." Uh, Herbert Loper. Blonde, how did it take so long to get permaband? It took me a week in picking on David Hogg. Matt, when are you going to get uh, us the Sounders' downloads? I need LaDonna as my ringtone. It's not against the law. Ho, oh, fuck you. Uh,
0: if you, I can I can get you a, it's hosted on a, a, they're all hosted on an unknown YouTube channel that is not my channel where they're all unlisted. So if you want a particular one, I could give you a link to a particular video and you could just download it yourself and apply the sound as you need it. Uh, just send me an email and I will fulfill that request for LaDonna. We will or any...
2: fulfill all requests.
0: Well, if it, if there were too many, if, if there was like a thousand requests for sound bites, I don't know if I could do that, but um, but maybe at some point I should just think about a publicly available package of all of them that you can just download. That wouldn't be that. They're, they're all saved on yeah. my computer. They're not that hard I to do. I love LaDonna so much.
2: <laughs> I need to get LaDonna together with that 12 year old kid and like, Tell them what how important they were to my year.
3: It's not against the law, Oh, Fuck you.
0: It might be against the law with a twelve-year-old kid, though. Be careful.
2: <laughs> I don't. I'll never forget how hard I was laughing during that segment. But that was that was segment. a it was so great was in the
0: history of the show.
2: Uh, wingy, blonde hero soap now name is now cyanide gruel. It's so hard keeping clean in your chancellery chancellery bunker. Well, not anymore. Thanks, cyanide gruel. Discontinue cyanide gruel. foaming at the mouth.
0: <laughs> that's a like that's it. a name. I like that too. Cyanide gruel.
2: I'll run it by it's, Hero Soap. I don't think they're gonna go for it. Um uh, it's
0: it, it's not concentrated oatmeal, it's concentration camp oatmeal. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very key distinction.
2: I'm not gonna I wonder if they sent fifty year old white guys to rescue them or if they sent a more inspiring rescue crew. Yeah, really. Unfortunately there's nothing to sent. rescue.
0: It's just uh, they as far as I understand, they just became atomized, right? They they yeah. they disappeared into the ether of the ocean,
2: it just imploded. And then immediately they heard ty- they heard noises, you know. Uh,
0: but that turned out ooh. not to be them, I thought. What oh, they really? Were, yeah. The 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 rescuers were saying they heard tapping noises or something, but they because they they went um, the Navy detected this sound that is believed to be the the implosion like an hour or two hours after they left.
2: Mm, Yeah.
0: And so the tapping was days later and uh, unrelated.
2: Electric Ninja. Don't worry about the train derailment in Yellowstone Park. We're in good hands. Pete Booty Judge is on the case. John Dunn will be pleased.
0: Uh, Yeah, I can't wait till Mayor Pete comes out. He's biking from Washington, D.C. right now with Chaston on the handlebars, and they're going to get out here very soon. To make sure that the Yellowstone River is is properly cleansed,
2: he would be a cyclist when
0: we. Um, do you remember that time when uh, he had a some kind of uh, like, I, he doesn't have a Secret Service detail, right? But it was like a Secret Service car, you know, the black SUV, and, and it they was dro-
2: behind him when he was cycling.
0: Well, they drove him up to a a place that was a couple blocks from wherever he was going, and they took his bike out of. Uh, out of the back of the car and then he got on the bike and biked the rest of the way to this destination so that he could have the appearance of arriving there on a bicycle even though he had been SUV. Is that worse
2: in. than even being like a real cyclist?
0: Just trying to have the appearance of cyclist yeah. cred? Yeah, yeah that's probably worse. Like a, a, probably worse. Like a cyclist poser basically at that point. Yeah. That's pretty bad. He
2: does like the feeling of his bike seat on his tank though. I, I guarantee that's true. Son of the Wolf, we was NASCAR drivers and she, Derek John Thompson, probably.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. Um, there's some kind of Dale Earnhardt joke to be made there, but it's not. Uh, my brain is too fried this too late. to the it's stream. Too late. Thank you. A man. big
2: donation from ARC. Take my money, you genocidal fans. <laughs> thank you. Well,
0: thank you for your support for the show. Very I am much not going to be it. niggardly. We're
2: not fans of genocide.
0: Uh, at least one of us.
2: How many on, people do you have to kill to genocide? And, and, to and
0: who's getting genocided? Important questions yeah. to ask.
2: But really, what is
0: it? What did they, they do to like, deserve it? And how mouthy were those bitches?
2: More than 100,000 people,
0: right? <laughs> I think you can genocide under that.
2: What What's the body count threshold of genocide? Let me know in the live chat. All right. And then I'll make a decision about how uh, esoteric. Most people don't realize the deep sea is a more hostile environment than outer space. I call this a case of fuck around and find out, but the event was so quick. They couldn't even know that it happened.
0: That is a best case scenario in a weird way. When you, the thought was that they're in some, in some sub, maybe with power lost and you're in pitch black in a weird sort of like small bus size environment with several people and you can't see anything. And everyone's going to go crazy for several days until you suffocate to death. That's uh. That's a rough circumstance. I would probably rather be uh, immediately imploded than that. Of
2: course, of course. Nona Dillon, happy birthday. Shout out to Aurora, fifth of my 11 kids. I am glad you love God and country. You do great with your six kids. I'm ecstatic you are making your childhood dreams of becoming an RN come true. Oh, that is one of two acceptable jobs for a woman. So I too am glad for you, Aurora
0: congratulations um, just so i understand here aurora is the fifth of 11 and aurora has six has herself Aurora's so talk about a family nice congratulations you guys and Those happy people, birthday
2: they, they like to do it uh straight captain america been watching for two years just got engaged today took her brook trout fishing in the mountains of colorado and pop the question she hates hoas and the feds so i gotta keep her love the show keep up the great work thank you so much Congratulations.
0: Thank you for your support for the show and uh, congratulations as well.
1: Congratulations, butthead.
2: (laughs) That's a sounder I haven't heard.
0: Is it Lindsey Graham? No, it's John Kennedy.
2: John Kennedy. Uh, Meet you. Uh, the, The latest from us at the Breaching Containment Project, Operation Tweety Bird. Shamed the mass cultists you see in public uh, with red pills. Example, hey, masked loser, Joe Biden accepted a $5 million bribe from Ukraine.
0: Yeah, so I, I like this idea. It's not just call out the masked loser to uh, correct the past injustices of shaming and scoffing that were done in years prior. But you have to drop some other barely tangentially related truth in there, too. Hey, masked loser, Joe Biden accepted a $5 million bribe from Ukraine yeah like two it. birds one stone totally go for it
2: um casey brooks hey you guys had a right to pronounce brooks just ignore the sea you can thank my stubborn german ancestors for the confusion uh, in my 16 year military career everyone has messed it up no it's i guess it's clearly brooks but it's it's spelled like brock with two o's that's yeah. why i was confused okay.
0: well thank you for We're the clarification and i look forward to uh getting it wrong next time as well such as the tradition of the show but uh Thanks for thanks for your support, man. Appreciate it.
2: Um, I need to take a little bathroom break. Would you take over yeah. first?
0: Mighty Sebastian. Hey guys, the woke is once again correct more correct than the mainstream. All of these terrible Supreme Court rulings are the direct result of enlightenment, egalitarian, constitutional nonsense. Uh, when will conservatives understand? I don't know about that. I I, I uh my dispute with that would be I think that they're inventing the nonsense into the Constitution, like the the case we just talked about with the um with the, that the 14th amendment protects child gender transitions and such things. Uh, you could make the case that uh, I guess you could say, well, no, the the equal protection clause is itself egalitarian nonsense to the extent that it applies to men and women and men and women are not always the exact same thing for legal purposes. If they commit a crime, like if a man kills a person that's um, that's, Morally speaking, the same thing as if if a woman uh, kills a person, although when Blonde gets back, we can discuss that in light of the position that women have diminished agency or whatever you might want to argue. Uh, but when you're talking about government treating men and women differently in the context in which they are biologically different, as in the context of gender transitions and things, I don't know that that's even to the, to the original purpose of the, of the equal protection clause. Is it discriminatory to say that men and men are, and women are women? I suppose there's an interesting debate there, but um, I I don't, I don't disagree with your diagnosis of the, of the nonsense. I just, uh, I think that the nonsense has mostly been inserted constitutionally speaking, rather than uh, originating from the people who wrote it in the first place. But um, anyway, uh, thank you. Mighty Sebastian. Ryan Spratt. Uh, well, here's – now that you're back, here's an interesting moral question. The last chatter uh, was talking about uh, the egalitarian nonsense that is the fault – at least in his characterization, as if I'm understanding, the, the fault of the Constitution. As he said, mm-hmm. enlightenment, egalitarian, constitutional nonsense. And um, I was talking about how the Equal Protection Clause – The the spirit of the equal protection clause, the idea of equal treatment under the law is that if any person commits a crime, it ought to be treated the same. So if a man commits a murder, morally speaking, and by extension, legally speaking, that's the same as if a woman commits a murder. The idea is not that we ought to um, treat men and women the same as matters of law where they are biologically distinct, for instance, access to hormones that alter their physiology or something like that the question i'm trying to get at and taking the long route clearly is if we accept the premise that women have reduced or diminished agency yes correct yes does that make them less morally or legally responsible for a, a high crime like a murder of course you think so
2: uh if women this is this is the what red pill men are gonna have to reconcile Women cannot lack agency, but be equally responsible for their behavior. You either have agency or you do not have agency. Who Women's is responsible
0: really... or is anyone? The man who did not control her?
2: Well, that, that will never work. I mean, it'll never work. This is why it has to be assumed for better or worse that hmm. women have agency.
0: I just, an interesting point. I thought I'd give you a chance to chime in on cause, uh, we discussed it in your absence, but, um, But Ryan Spratt says, shout out to my dad for pushing me into the field of diesel mechanics after high school instead of what I wanted to do, which was gay accounting. (laughs) Now successfully, uh, successfully working in a full time job in maintenance with no debt two years later. Thanks, dad. Well, that does sound like the correct decision. And uh, shout out to your dad and congrats on your career as well.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Phil, how can you tell if... uh, how can you tell if a if if a, if a guy like Merrick Gar Merrick Garland is lying? His Gosh. lips are moving. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Merrick, you know, it's like I've, the point I appreciated from Good Morning Vietnam. If you have to tell everyone how funny you are, you aren't Merrick Garland. If you have to tell everyone how fair and legally you faithful are, yeah. and apolitical you are, you you aren't. Take notes from that movie. Knuckle Hunky Box says Garland's absolutely right about everything he said, except the part where he said nothing could be further from the truth. It is an attack, yeah. and the institution is integral, but they're fucked. <laughs> well, that, that's a point too. When when we when I criticize, or not me, but when when we criticize the DOJ for its behavior, it is a a rhetorical attack. It is a rhetorical criticism, but that. The premise is some attacks are justified, or some attacks of are course. in fact um, responses to unjustified behavior. Anyway, Knuckle Hunky Buck also says that guy may stand up for traditional marriage, but damn, he sure bends over for non-traditional marriage. Knuckle Hunky Buck always oh. coming up with the lines that I should have wrote into the show no. notes myself. It's
2: Thank I you. Hate myself.
0: Walter Mellon. I'm calling it, but they're going to say that Biden has early stage dementia and he's going to bow out of 2024 with a nice book deal. I could see it.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and are they going to go with Kamala? I don't know. I, I Don't count out uh, Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete might be your next democratic. Everyone governor.
2: hates Kamala Harris so much.
0: They also hate Mayor Pete.
2: He's more likable. He's like infinitely more affable and likable than Kamala Harris. She has that like dried up dusty badge thing going on and he's just like a hey guys i'm a faggot you know he's got this like <laughs> you know this like zest for life that she lacks <laughs> he
3: I will teach
2: your, your ass, ass. Uh, that- he's way more presidential
0: Uh, I I guess than Kamala, but that's a pretty low bar. Can I just hear the Pete Buttigieg impression one more time before? Absolutely
2: not. I don't do impressions on demand. Okay. I don't even remember what I said after like eight (laughs) o'clock, I pretty much blacked out. That's it's all, it's all uh, that's uh, what's,
0: what's the kind of impression bit like, Hey, here's my Pete Buttigieg. I am gay. Uh, Didn't Steven Crowder have a bit like that Where he It's like, well, uh, if he did, I'm sure it was very
2: funny. Steven Crowder is a Robin Williams type.
0: Uh, yeah, I could see some similarities. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bowman one says in a news feed, I saw the makeup of the train from a drone. And the only part of the train that was tankers is on the bridge. Very, uh, very sus. I did not know that part. Like what was the, uh, mm-hmm. what was the car composition of this particular train? I don't know That's news to me. If that's, if that's true, Bowman, if you remember where you saw that photo, send it my way and I'll take a look at the uh, articles I was reading. Cause maybe I missed it. You want me to take over? Yeah, Knuckle Hunky Buck's up next.
2: The current level of obvious corruption is getting well beyond Big Bird costume territory. We're getting into some serious need of killies and baskets right in the town square. I know. I try not to blow up Skag's career. Every show. Head spikes wolves. Totally. Every show I get, I get closer and closer. But like, I we're, we're so out of options. I don't know what to do besides to tell people to give up, which I think in many ways is like a, a worse option for morale than just widespread violence.
0: No, you don't give up. You enjoy every day you have while building your family, while collecting um, food supplies and Mm. precious metals and other things that are going to serve you well in the new world. Joyfully prepare and enjoy every (laughs) day in the process.
2: (laughs) Jerry blonde, were mentioned on Nick Wenta's show the other day. Nick said, you seemed nice but made fun of the super chatter for getting their political takes from a woman. That's true. None of you should be getting your political takes from me. Can I be an addendum to a smarter man's political takes yes but i'm clearly too emotional to be listened to for uh, opinions right
0: uh you tell me i uh,
2: and no nice. well, i no, i can't I do that. Nice. that would be me getting
0: my take from a woman yes you're irrational and insane now shut yes. the hell up
2: Exactly.
0: Sorry, read he the He doesn't nice chat. know
2: me if he's going around saying I'm nice to people. That's I'm a true. lot of things. He, I'm he, not he, nice. well, he
0: also doesn't know you if he thinks that you would disagree with the premise that you you shouldn't get your political takes from all one. Yeah. But maybe he does know that, I don't know.
2: I know Twitter shut down my account and I was like, "Good job, guys. One woman down, however many million to go." Yeah. You guys did it. Um Tom Forsyth, we should let trannies kill themselves ban. We should let grannies kill themselves. Appointment to Canadian government. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, fair. If, if you get in trouble, just head north and uh, apply for that job.
2: And that's even worse because that's assisted suicide. I was talking about unassisted yeah. suicide.
0: There's an active component to that.
2: There is an active component to it. Phil says the bitter pill the right has to take is that there's no option of being left alone. And there are no neutral institutions. Yes, that is difficult because they're, they're still really hung up on the Constitution just really
0: hung up on being left alone is uh is great i hope we can all come together on that principle one day again soon Uh, but i would be uh i would be lying if i say i didn't grant phil's premise that we're dealing with people who will never leave you alone and uh, they insist on the fight so you must also be prepared for the fight i regret that uh, reality but there's, there's no realistic denying it
2: Mr. Tom Foreskin, you sent that, that in twice. So let us know if you want us to shoot back that second super chat. Uh, JL, something to consider. Rotting fruit smell could be a sign of high ketones from blood sugar. She could have gestational diabetes. Um, yeah, but she would just be smelling rotting fruit all the time. What happens when you're pregnant is you you have like smell misperception. So you'll smell something and you'll think it's something else. Like when I thought we had a gas leak, but it was a moldy towel. Um, And you don't smell... You smell stuff that's sweet when you have high ketones. Yeah. Also, who cares about gestational diabetes? They can't do anything about it. They just tell you to, you know, eat less.
0: Thank you for your concern. We got uh, she got the blood testing, and so she they confirmed she doesn't have AIDS and other various diseases.
2: Gestational diabetes—they only do it uh, twenty weeks. She oh, they don't do
0: that testing. as part of the blood test. No, they make well, you drink
2: a giant glucose drink. Oh, and yeah, then they I, test your. Body.
0: I remember that. I do. Yeah, I do remember doing that last time. But that I guess wasn't done this time. Uh, or is not, appro- is not appropriate to do for a few more weeks.
2: Robin D. Banks. Blonde, sorry for making you wretch. Until you give birth, how does the following sound? Matt and I once made love, not really. We smoked cigars around a roaring fire discussing philosophy.
0: Thank you. somehow worse. No, that's way better.
2: Oh, it's so emotional. Okay. Buckle, hunky buck. Robin and I once made love. I was trying so hard to make Banksy gag, but it turns out it was Blonde who ended up gagging just from reading Banksy's super chat. I... I will projectile vomit on my keyboard and someone's going to have to send me another keyboard. Don't do this. guys. Me too. The latest from us at the breaching entertainment project operation Tweety bird. Didn't I read this?
0: Yeah. This one might've come through twice as well. So meet If you meet let us, if know. that happened to come through, If check your transactions. If that went through twice, I will be happy to refund you. If you so desire to send me an email.
2: Buddy with an H Matt and I once scheduled a meeting to discuss ways to improve the show. But when the time came around, he asked, can't we just make love instead Have a great evening.
0: Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it.
2: Matthew Labrie. Mass troops can't move without uh, a sat seeing them. What?
0: Satellite.
2: Oh, gotcha. Wegner is now exiled to Belarus. They are setting up a horseshoe tactic on Kiev by pushing from the south to the north in Belarus for Mm. Russia. This does not end without leadership gone in Ukraine. That
0: makes sense. It would be it would be an easy way to move. So the idea here is Putin wants um, Prigozhin and the rest of those mercenaries in a northward position. He can't do that without satellites picking them up. So you create some weird reason that they're going to go north to Belarus and you're allowed to move them that way without creating any suspicion in preparation for some forthcoming offensive. No. That's another theory that, that could be in play here. Interesting. I could believe that. Okay. In combination with all the other things that Putin might gain with uh with such a presentation.
4: Okay.
2: So, Terracombone, Joe's been renowned since you two were babies uh for being a lion corrupt... It, you can't say idiot in the live chat. The fact that Dem chose him to be their avatar is all you need to know about how degenerate they are, that, that they're coming... That and they're coming for your children. That's true. Yeah. Uh, um yeah ramian says so after all it was who h-u on first uh,
0: there's there's another joke da that na na. uh there's another way of writing that it was who on, f- on first. who on first to get the disease uh, who it was, i don't know exactly to phrase it but there's a way to make that nicely phrased thank you ramian
2: jerry smith i drove through montana yesterday i visited the town pump west of bozeman it was so glorious they made the Continental Divine Sea like a pile of gravel. Also, Hero Soap costs seven times more than Dove. Yeah, but Dove is filled with um endocrine disruptors. Also, have you seen their tranny prop videos? Remember they made the videos? <laughs> oh yeah. Dove is like the most paused you know, this is this is our problem. It's like we won't pay more for things without seed oils. We won't pay more for things that aren't, you know, created by companies that are obsessed with tranny propaganda. That's what we need to do. And it, it, it one bar of soap is what, like $9 or something. And here's the,
0: the, bucks? the signature ones do have, uh, they do have a little bit of a markup that is acknowledged, but, um, so, but, yeah. and, and their core bars, I think are eight bucks or something like that. It's certainly yeah. more than you would pay for the cheapest bar of soap at your grocery store. Um, however, I, they are handmade by an honest business here in the United States of America out of quality ingredients. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you pick your battles and maybe maybe the soap battle isn't for you. Maybe, you know, we all make our sacrifices and it's like, well, I don't want to support this company in this way. I want to I get it. You can't do every single one. But I I will say that it, it's an honest company doing honest business, producing a quality product that I personally use in my home. And that's that's why I think they're they're worth the extra couple bucks. But uh, but I don't blame. Times are tough, man. I don't I don't blame anybody who's like, nah, man, I, I can't uh, I got to. I got to be very careful with my money, and so it's uh, Dove from Walmart. Is, I know, get it.
2: It's important because of the endocrine disruptors. Like you, you clean your butthole with Dove soap, and you grow tits if you're a guy. That's just what happens. Is
0: that Immediately? true? Immediately. I didn't yeah. know. I guess I haven't used uh, I haven't used Dove soap in a little while.
2: Knuckle Huggy To the little boy artist. I do appreciate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is appreciated. Uh, certainly.
2: <laughs> Knucky, h- knuckle Huggy buck. Matt and I once had watermelon once he had a <laughs> once he had a mouthful of seeds he said it wasn't salty enough for his liking way to be proud Matt way to be proud
0: it was pride month i had to Come say on it. man Grit City Kitty thank you for supporting the show long dong john says salted watermelon Wiping while standing. What other weird things are you eating or doing, Matt? Might as well get them out in the open now. Well, again, watermelon. He said is, no
2: to salted. Lime.
0: It's it's not a common choice for me. It's uh, it's an infrequent thing. So that's not. I'm not eager to go for watermelon in general, let alone salted watermelon. But I will oh, also acknowledge okay. I am a pineapple on pizza person. Not that me I. Too. I don't always pick it, but uh, done done right, and occasionally it is quite good. I'm trying to think. Uh,
2: Pineapple pepperoni jalapeno—that's an excellent pizza.
0: I haven't done that combination, but I could see that being pretty legit. Uh, so I don't know if I think of any other weird things, I will I will uh, mention them. But thank you, blonde yeah. Don John Grid City Kitty Blonde. My Fruitland, Idaho-born and bred grandma taught me to put salt on watermelon. It strengthens the sweet taste, rounds it out. I'll try it. Sweet and salt things, uh, salty things, often work well together. Think of like salted caramel or other salty desserts. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't overkill the salt, but just a little bit uh, can be quite good. Uncle Hunky Buck says, "I agree with Blonde. Robin Williams is overrated. Robin D. Banks, however, she gets two thumbs up, or at least two fingers and a thumb, just like a bowling ball. Holy cow! Okay." Mark Wiseman. It's one of those little ironies due to our taste buds. Sweet foods get sweeter when you add a little salt. In addition to watermelon, salted caramel and grapefruit are popular. There you go. Although wow. I um, I hate grapefruit in pretty much all contexts. Can't stand So it.
2: does my husband and I don't get it. It's such an innocuous fruit. Do you eat oranges?
0: Yeah, of course. But grapefruits are way different. They're way more bitter. And um, melons. Pretty, outside of like watermelon is the only melon I'll entertain. The rest of them can go to hell. What about cantaloupes, honeydews?
2: Okay. Honeydew can everybody. I think we can all agree that honeydew is worthless.
0: They all suck. Every single one of them.
2: Cantaloupe is a strong fruit.
0: Yeah. I can't stand it. Uh, Some rando says don't use the beard trimmer for a lot of men. Patchiness is excessive trimming. Don't shave the cheeks. Your beard is already filling in. Yeah, There's probably some truth to it. This, this is the first time I've been kind of forced to try to get through that puby stage. And so why don't maybe, you do it
2: for another month and see how the,
0: the, the most difficult thing, I don't get itchy like a lot of guys do, but I got to maintain the upper lip mustache area yeah, because fine. they yeah. start curling into the mouth. And but that's that easy to do with scissors. It's
2: probably yeah. preferable to do with scissors, right?
0: Yeah. You kind of have to any, anyway, uh, like anyway, even when I'm using a, uh, a trimmer because there's just certain hairs that you can't really access, at least with my trimmer. But, uh, Anyway, Holden Mulray says, Hi, Blonde. What recourse do we have? One, pray. God's action is more potent than that of everybody in our collective circles and influence. Read. Um, P.S. Is that Psalm 37? My biblical reference here is going yes. to be wrong. J.E.R. is what? Jeremiah 23, mm-hmm. 24. Proverbs 19, 21. Uh, and number two, leave fear to the fearful.
2: Well, God doesn't want us to sit in inaction. he doesn't god wants justice on earth and god doesn't always enact justice on earth we're, we're clearly supposed to have our own system of justice of godly justice on this earth i think that's what god wants of us right i mean we can't just like sit on our thumbs with our thumbs up our asses and like wait for god to enact justice against these people
0: yeah i would assume holden Mulray would agree with that premise though i don't think he would say sit and pray is, is alone is sitting and praying is alone sufficient i think he'd probably say that where, when you have doubt where you struggle to find clarity where you're looking for purpose you fill that with prayer
2: no he said that that he said our recourse is prayer i reject that that's our only recourse
0: well i mean yeah i suppose maybe if it's he an may-
2: addendum to violent recourse how about that <laughs>
0: there is wisdom in understanding what you lack the power to change and where that is the case perspective on that is key perspective through prayer is certainly yeah. helpful, but obviously I would agree that you don't, you don't prematurely give up on anything until there truly is uh, no action you can take to change that particular outcome. Michael Wilford, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. Uh, he also says, Oh, I am not going to be niggardly. These went through twice. Uh, or I got two transactions, Michael. So if you didn't mean to do that again, you can send me an email and I can uh, refund you if you would like. But he says one was blank and one he says, one, uh, one of you should try to debate destiny. Guess it will be a hundred dollars total. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> money's not real. LeMayo.
2: <laughs> okay. So I talked to destiny. Yeah. We've been talking a little bit. Oh, and really? I talked to him on Twitter and he, he agreed to come on my show. And like, I don't want it to be. I generally, I don't, I don't bring people on for it to be um, adversarial.
0: My sense of him, and I don't know him personally, even in his debate, he's not that kind of guy. I I don't get the the gotcha vibes from him. I I mean, I suppose he does want his he does want to win and he seems like a skilled debater, but I don't think Mm. he's looking to just own people for the sake of owning. I think he's genuinely interested in the truth and in people's ideas. That's my read. So I don't think he would do that to you. I don't think he would treat your channel as some kind of dunk contest.
2: I don't know. Maybe, though.
0: Maybe you would. Huh? We'll see. Blonde's uh-huh. Blonde's going to get dunked on on her own channel.
2: Amen. <laughs> um, who's next? Injured Guardian. Uh, blonde, what bougie suburban backwater of St. Louis County did you grow up in? Of course, watermelon should be salted, preferably after pulling it directly out of the field. <laughs> Your heathenism makes me weep. <laughs> I, I grew up in Chesterfield, that is St. Louis County.
0: I guess right. so. That was Esoterica Unbound, by the way. I didn't mean to improperly assign that to Injured Guardian because I don't want to create conflict oh, where that'll be misunderstood.
2: Now you two have to fight to the death. Injured Guardian. Uh, say what you will about John Kennedy, but he was right about one thing. The other day, I don't want to live in a world without bacon.
0: <laughs> All right. It's true. Uh, uh, thank you both.
2: Losher, Love you guys. Feel better, Blonde. Thank you. I think I have like two more weeks of feeling like this and hopefully I'll be out of the woods um, according to Matt's wife injured guardian matt and i once made a trip to nashville and saw uh keen young from a distance before i could go politely greet him matt joyously yelled woo america the aftermath was sobering
0: who the hell is this i don't know who that is oh this is is this the woo actor yeah it is woo from
2: young kian young
0: it's woo from yeah okay i should have i i interpreted that as woo (laughs) like (laughs) woohoo not woo from deadwood let woo, swedging, woo, swedging Swedgin. love that show uh, I
2: think we're good
0: <laughs> alright, yeah, it looks like we're good, uh, YouTube and Tippy, just a few more on um, on Rumble and, and Odyssey and D-Live we'll call it a show uh, <laughs> we're good on D-Live, we're good on Odyssey over on Rumble, where did I leave off, oh yeah, the, uh, we talked about RFK, Addicted to Drums says thanks thank you Addicted to Drums for your uh, consistent support for the show, it is very much appreciated
3: we love you you're very special.
0: The uh, Hillbilly Deluxe says it's not Joliet; it's Joliet. Uh, best you don't go there. There's there is reason. One of the Illinois, one of Illinois' most famous prisons used to be there. Was featured on the opening of the movie The The Blues Brothers. Uh, there is um, a Joliet, Montana, which is a very small town uh, on the uh, the highway between Red Lodge and Billings. And I am 99% sure it's Joliet, Montana, but I don't. I have no idea what they call it in Illinois. So I'll accept that it's Joliet, Illinois. Yes. Laughing boy, uh, how can you use Robin as a positive and then um, use his age as a negative when he's playing a character that's supposed to be 27 at most? The whole love story was to get the fake terrorist added. Yeah, and they could have done that in in other ways. Uh, you didn't necessarily have to have her to get the friend to establish the friendship. But that's the route that they went. I don't know. I mean, is that the age that he's supposed to be portraying? He definitely doesn't look 27 in the movie. If so, that's a weird casting choice. Um, I'm just going by the eye test, man. If I saw that Robin Williams pursuing that lady in public, yeah. I would say that's a little sketchy. And if it, you know it's 30, if it's 36 and 22. OK, I mean, that's. That's not unheard of. uh, But I'm just eye testing it, man. And she looks very young and he looks very old for 27. I don't know. uh, Delete key on the romance. It was just pointless. It was dumb. Hillbilly Deluxe says, "Ooh, man, the hoax hate donut guy looks like his parents met on Ancestry Mingle.
2: Oh, the uh,
0: which guy, the guy who was um, who actually did the attack in Tulsa. Let's get that back up.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah is this uh do you have the article up is that a criminal head shape
2: uh yeah yeah what Kobe, are the uh whatever
0: what are the features that signify that
2: i don't know there's something wonky going on with his eyes first of all okay like they aren't totally aligned they're like a little close together that guy that, that guy i was looking at him i was like this guy looks like a cousin Fucking.
0: <laughs> all right Thank you, Hillbilly Deluxe. Southie says, what do you think will happen when black people realize that the N word is just a synonym for black? It literally is a redneck and redneck pronunciation of careful Negro. I think I can say Negro on YouTube still, but I just don't want to be like the Oakland athletics announcer guy who says it too fast and his career is over. Um, Well, when what will happen when everyone realizes that it's just a word? It is uh, it is a, a. a sequence of mouth noises that at some level was kind of arbitrarily chosen and if it wasn't the n-word it could be any word you make up right now and if you declare it as if you declare it a weapon uh, that's offensive yeah well then i guess that's what it'll be anyway hillbilly deluxe also says new soap name is uh zyklon dream zyklon dream <laughs> i like that one that'll work too i like it Think we're all set. Let me give a quick refresh on YouTube and Tibby. We're good on Day Live, we're good on Odyssey. Thank you guys. And uh, looks like we're good on oh, uh, Michael has one more over on uh, on YouTube. I meant to do it. Destiny is one of the best good faith uh debaters of the left. I've been desiring to see this for four years. Have another uh, hundred dollars because it's long overdue. Oh, given how much thank you. I love your content, well. Appreciate your support for the show, and uh, we sounds, love
3: you. You're very special.
0: It sounds like the the destiny connection is kind of already underway. So,
2: but now I can't message him on Twitter anymore.
0: Oh well, uh, they shut have...
2: down your D, your DMs when you get banned.
0: Yeah, there's got to be another way to contact him, though, right? Oh, I know he does yeah. uh, appearances on other shows. I assume it's not always.
2: I feel like I'm getting too desperate, you know. Uh, maybe. All right it's just so much bigger than me.
0: <laughs> all right uh, anything else before we get out of here
2: no I'm going to go puke a lot all
0: right well thank you guys for tuning in and uh, making it a fun stream as always appreciate your participation in the show your chats your super chats everything you contribute to making it a fun production of course if you're listening yeah. later on demand thank you kindly as well for tuning in and for supporting the show and if you need more to listen to if you just can't get enough of course you can head on over to the website check out the podcast page got all the audio feeds there and you might find some extra material you might not find on YouTube speaking of like Blonde's interviews or uh, the call-in show replays things like that lots of extra listening material anything else show related head on over to the website mattchristensenmedia.com is where you find all of it We will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night.